G'day, I'm Troy. And I'm Brian. And we're the hosts of I Was a Teenage Fundamentalist, an ex-evangelical podcast. We used to be loyal members and leaders in Australian Christian megachurches, but we're not anymore. I Was a Teenage Fundamentalist is an honest and hilarious peek behind the curtain at the weird, the worrying, and sometimes traumatic world of evangelicals and Pentecostals. We share our stories, we interview prominent guests in the global ex-evangelical space and provide a platform for others to tell their stories about their time in evangelicalism and their journey out. Shortlisted at the recent Australian Podcast Awards, I Was a Teenage Fundamentalist gives you a unique global perspective into one of the fastest growing religions in the world from the people who actually lived it. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and IWasAteenageFundamentalist.com. Godless sodomites. I'm the only one in this little closet, but you know, I don't want to fucking kill myself, so I'm gonna put this on really quick. <laughs> Dr. Squatch, we're not we're not we're not, you know, sponsored yet, but we will be. <laughs> <laughs> I use their soap. So do I, buddy. Bay rum oh, all yeah. day, every day. Bay rum? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm using some grapefruit one now. My We bought Ooh. my son this giant, humongous box of uh, Dr. Squatch soap for Christmas. Hell like, yeah. There was like 36 bars in it or something. What? Yeah, it was like for 80 <laughs> bucks or something like that. It was really, Dude, it was like ridiculously cheap for like what it was. And yeah. I took like some that some that he wouldn't like so i'm using like mm-hmm. a great grapefruit one now that's the ipa uh, one right i yeah and the that one i good. used before that was goat milk something i haven't so, used that one yet the name yeah. threw me off yeah it's a little <laughs> weird but i liked it so cedar but, uh, citrus is good that's a good one yeah yeah i like that one um mm-hmm. but uh welcome to the excommunication <laughs> station you where we talk about soap <laughs> Dr. Squatch, promo, XCOMPOD. <laughs> yeah. yeah, put XCOMPOD into the promo and you will get nothing. Um, but but, you'll uh, feel like you're part of something. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> today is just Donovan and I. Chrissy is with her family because her dad got a new heart. Congratulations. Very Congrats. Cool. We love yeah. you, Chrissy. Yeah, we're pulling for you and you and your family. So awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, we are this is where we go hippie new youth pastors everything's off today because chrissy's not here um uh, we are your hip new youth pastors and you see it seemed just like yesterday i could hear my friends calling my name Jazz youth. as a matter of fact seemed like today Jazz youth. excuse me brothers i think i hear them calling me now Jazz youth. donovan Jazzius. Donovan. Jazzius. Jazzius. Jesus Christ. Jazzius. Come on. 
and then we'll we'll part eight we'll finish off the end of the song that's the longest fucking song ever i know it's like the perfect length though for this series. yeah absolutely <laughs> i was worried that we were gonna have to do a different one at the end like one more to tag it up but oh yeah it's yeah, gonna no, work no, no, perfectly no, no, it's gonna work out perfectly <laughs> um but uh, i will say about the song uh, I think it's kind of rude that even after letting Lazarus die and rot in the heat of his tomb, he had to wait for God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit to come first. <laughs> Let that one sink in for a little bit. Let that one soak, if you will. Because <laughs> he had to come forth. Yeah. 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 Everybody's rolling their eyes. Oh. <laughs> Everyone's rolling their stomachs, buddy. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with that, this is the Inquisition. Donovan. Yes. Who do you use on Mario Kart? Ooh. The most. Wario. Fuck you. That's the one I use all the time. <laughs> I'm such a contrarian. I like fucking with people, so I'm always Wario. <laughs> yeah, and my oldest son is always uh, Waluigi. That's amazing. What's your what, what's your uh, vehicle? I think I always just go with the standard, but I go with the off road tires for all of. Yeah, them. me too. The bike yeah. or the the bike or the uh, the cart the pipe the cart. Oh, I always yeah, go with the bike. The I try to go with the bikes, but I always feel like I I can't handle the bikes as well. I feel like I lose control of them too quickly. I always feel like you you take up less space, so you can avoid bananas easier. Ah, see, that's very logistical. That's really good. I know that one time we were playing and I didn't realize that the Joy-Cons had the sensor on. And every time ah. I, I, I move my hands a lot when I play, and I'm like, yeah. why do I keep going in the wall? <laughs> <laughs> it's the classic Nintendo thing, like where you hold up the controller to try to make it go left or right. Yeah. And you're just like, it doesn't. Yeah. But then it actually does yeah. it when the yeah. sensor's on. You're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It actually works. They actually fixed that when they didn't need to. Right. Um, like, I don't really want to do it. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's for the people that want to put it in the steering wheel. I guess that makes sense. We had one of those, but uh, I'm uh yeah, go. It. Uh, I have been using that uh Beetle one lately with the off road tires and okay, w one of the uh, I'm trying to think which parachute I use. I usually I do think... the, the hang glider one, like the yeah, there's that one or the cloud one I use every once in a while. So, have you seen the movie yet? No, we're gonna probably go go see it soon. So. All the way they incorporate Mario Kart is so fucking awesome, man. Yeah, You're gonna I'm love that part. It. It's excited. in there a good bit. It's fucking dope. I'm but, really excited. Yeah, that's the one thing I do like about the Switch is how uh, easy it is to move from room to room with the base. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the kids play it constantly, and we're like, "Fine, I'll just put it in your room so it can charge yeah. while you play it." <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. I love the Switch. Mm -hmm. uh but uh yeah go to uh, nintendo.com promo code xcompot <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing we're just all decked out in nintendo gear like i gotta i gotta <laughs> like wayne's world hat on <laughs> like wayne's world with the dominoes yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like people only do things if they get paid for it it's really sad yeah <laughs> oh, it's a me chaz um okie dokie <laughs> oh god uh all right with that we need to do the most important thing and that is to pray so hold the hand of the person next to you bow your head and let jesus take the wheel there is a lynching underway in kansas city missouri there is an elderly man 84 year old andrew lester who's being accused of felony armed assault. This man, all he did was defend his property 
when he felt like his life was in danger. This man shot a 16-year-old man, this young man who is six foot tall. It's being painted as if this individual is a, a class uh, you know, a student. He plays the clarinet. He's in the band. Well, he also uh, knocks on doors, rings doorbells at 1030 at night. All of this has led to a brand new, I think, a race war brewing in Kansas City. We're going to go through a lot of the facts that you are not hearing from the actually racist media, the people who hate white people. And it's really an attack on Christians. This is a Satanist attack on Christians. That's what it is. Well, Lauren, and if it's not for people like us, uh, they're just going to take all our grandparents, all our parents, any one of us yes. who, who holds a position such as wanting to defend your property, uh, that you believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. It's crazy. We're like, because we're white. Edward, I have a feeling we're going to, I'm going to have to flee the country in two years. I'm going to have to. Like, we're going to have to flee this country because I am going to be. They're going to be trying to get, come for us. They're going to try and come for us unless this is stopped and uh, the rule of law is reestablished in this country with good leadership. We're done. Like this, we can't come back from this. It's just going to get worse. We're locking up grandpas now and doing media smears because they defended their homes. As Carmen fell from popularity, that the popularity that gave him a literal kingdom in the CCM world, his stage show and his style had to change. No longer did Carmen have to have the demand for a large 360-degree stage show. Carmen was now regulated to a normal stage show where his old-ass body wouldn't have to move as much. Uh, he also seemed to learn his lesson from where it looked ter looked terrible being up in front of no one else. So Carmen now weirdly expanded his touring band crew. And he didn't <laughs> do much touring though during this time, as we'll I'll go into in a little bit. I'm just but, imagining uh, him in a little like rascal scooter just going back and forth between dancers <laughs> and shit. Who's in the house? Move, motherfucker. <laughs> He's got hydraulics on it. <laughs> like like during during that one uh song he did with all the Hispanic kids, like oh, in, with all the low riders and everything. He rolls He's... out on the rascal with that one alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just crouched down underneath it, like flashing gang signs. <laughs> He's got those little uh, handlebar like yeah. tassels that little girls have on. I imagine these costs were still low doing it all for Christ and evangelize evangelizing with my art. Um, Carmen was now on his Heart of a Champion tour from his 2000 compilation album. And this. from an article on Steve Manch. I don't want it's not mansion. It's M A N D I C H. It's literally, literally Mandick. Mandick. Uh Steve Mandick.com <laughs> called Carmen Live. Mandick isn't a fan or a Christian, but wanted to see the show and that he had run across on TBN, which is kind of uh, funny from an outsider. I love this. Quote <laughs> The house lights dimmed, the crowd screamed, and the show began. And there was Carmen in the flesh, live on stage, taking it to the streets, or rather to a mid-sized arena, one of many during his 70-city Heart of a Champion American concert tour. 
Carmen's deeply tanned, leathery face, impossibly white teeth, impeccably groomed hair, rugged sideburns, and sharp threads flashed across two jumbo video screens. Above a symmetrical stage with twin staircases joined by a long catwalk, he was backed by a full band, including a three-man horn section, three female backup singers, and eight dancers who went through multiple costume changes over the course of the evening. The whole compliment the whole compliment of which would put MC Hammer to shame. Carmen was also not as young as he used to be. Quote, Instead of actually performing Faith Enough, Carmen took a breather while the song's video was shown instead. He was over with a respirator and a iced tea while the sweat was pouring <laughs> out of his face. Though the, video had aired in, though the video had aired constantly on TBN for months, the audience still cheered wildly. Even bigger crowd pleaser was a medley in which he pondered what it would be like if more popular mainstream acts over the years went into the ministry. Elvis's blue suede shoes became blue suede Bible. Ricky Martin's living la vida loca became living for Jesus only. Wake up in New York City. <laughs> and hits by the temptations, Bee Gees and Michael Jackson were similarly butchered. So he was just going full fucking fledged weird out at that point. Yeah. Uh, so what Michael Jackson song do you think that he he uh, do, do I really need to answer that? Y yes, you do. I mean, beat it comes to mind pretty quickly. <laughs> 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 it was Thriller, and it was a horror song about being oh, lock being at a lock in with a creepy priest. <laughs> uh, thriller became Savior. Cause this your savior. savior. Cause savior. it is. Cause this is your savior. It's Jesus Christ. <laughs> and no one can save you from his blood. It's in this cup. Now take a sip now. <laughs> oh God! And then he's up there trying to do the moves. Oh fuck! Oh yeah, he's trying to do a moonwalk. He yeah, so because he's so yeah. stiff. Oh fuck! Uh, Mandic My orthopedic shoes make this hard. <laughs> Mandic describes the crowd, and as an outsider looking in, I can only imagine him taking this in. Quote, The crowd ate it up, laughing, clapping, singing along, and waving their hands. People of all ages and backgrounds had come together, united by their love of common, busloads of family, teens, and lots of kids, all cheering at every scripted mention of God and Jesus, like, and, Jesus and the like. Many of them wore T-shirts, caps, wristbands, and other items bearing such slogans as Got Jesus? Question mark, WWJD, and my personal favorite, Satan Sucks Dick. <laughs> Down <of> the... <laughs> it just said Satan Sucks. <laughs> Down in the front rows was a group of fans in wheelchairs. <laughs> we just kept pushing That's them out of the way. Shirt, though. I, would, I would wear that. Satan Sucks Dick. And it's Satan with a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> One of whom was presumably overcame by the show and writhes around on the floor. What the fuck? Out of her wheelchair? <laughs> yeah, she got healed, obviously. She just oh, she thought she did. She fucking hit the ground like a salamander. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> Ton of bricks. Oh god. That wasn't writhing. That was that, that was a Severe concussion. Oh, yeah, though that move was involuntary. <laughs> Near, nearby was a section for death audience members. That seems redundant. 
we're well not i can't say that i know there's a lot of signers and stuff that are at shows that are dope so Keep i going. take that back <laughs> nearby was a section for deaf audience members where a woman translated common's lyrics into sign language while doing a sort of interpretative dance oh shit i want to see I that i paid to see that <laughs> right don't want no monsters in my like you see those videos like rappers <laughs> trying to see how fast the interpreter can go yeah. he's over there he's like okay check it out don't want no monsters in my house tonight oh did you see that that's a crazy lady <laughs> let's see how you do monsters oh oh look at that it's an upside down cross satan oh, god sorry brilliantly this steve man dick dude saw an opportunity to get closer to the spectacle of carmen when Carmen had his altar call, Mandic went up front, and when security told everyone to go back to their seats, Mandic snuck around and sat on a small platform next to the stage. Oh, Quote, shit. Mandic is sneaky, guys. I grew up my whole life thinking that, and now it's just yeah. confirmed. Mandic yeah. is the sneakiest, slipperiest little devil. <laughs> a couple songs later came Carmen's lengthy appeal for love offerings. He affected a sort of overly sincere choked up frog in the throat plea, explaining that the staging of each performance cost his ministry $125,000. I pondered the scene as orange vested volunteers took up a massive collection of cash and checks by passing plastic buckets up and down the rows of seats. They didn't even scrub off the side where it said Home Depot. <laughs> Video screens, pyrotechnics, a high-tech light show, and Carmen's entourage. And everyone in the audience received a free, glossy, full-color, 20-page program, which included the factoid that Common and Company will go through 620 cans of hairspray while on this tour. I always heard that the meek were supposed to inherit the earth, but merchandise sales were brisk. The stand with stands in the concourses hawking CDs, T-shirts, posters, and so forth. I couldn't understand why any performer with such a rabid following would need to protectively or need to practically beg for cash. But Carmen offered this justification. This generation is a sight and sound generation. You gotta go through the head into the heart. You just gotta dig in. You take. You, I grab a melon bottle, right? I learned this from Jeffrey Dahmer's, and I just <laughs> scoop into the head, and I start going all the way down. <laughs> oh, man, it is true. <laughs> Carmen <laughs> says that he did use... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 620 cans of hairspray the yeah. whole in the ozone layer just followed him around <laughs> like a, he had like a fucking smog around 24 you could you could tell where carmen went on tour just by looking at the ozone layer and where the holes were <laughs> anyone who walked by him and his vicinity their hair immediately became hard like a helmet from the secondary <laughs> hairspray <laughs> you couldn't light up a cigarette within you know a thousand yards with, with by him He's like, I saw what happened to Mikey Jacks. I don't need that to happen to me. Get that lighter out of here. <laughs> he refused to have uh, sterno burners uh, like for potlucks in the back just because he was scared. <laughs> one, one thing's for sure. I'm never doing a commercial for Pepsi. Electric heating only. Um, uh, Mandic gave his final thoughts on the concert, <laughs> the message, and the man. Quote. I'm basically just trying to do this as Otho from Beetlejuice. Okay. <laughs> Walking over to the five point for a post-show drink, I wasn't sure what to make of it at all. And I'm still not. Sure, there's no accounting for taste, but his music is painfully lame and his heavy-handed proselytizing is dumbed down, is dumbed way down, making the whole presentation hard to swallow. 
Still, he's probably more successful in his niche as a Christian entertainer than if he sought mainstream secular, secular success. <laughs> in any case, Carmen must be commended for staying true to his uncompromising stance, as misguided as that may be. And judging by his large penis responsive following, it's working. <laughs> It'll be too easy to accuse him of being a huckster, but I still couldn't help but feel like he's noticing more than that. I still couldn't help but feel like he's nothing more than a charismatic, charismatic, egomaniac, peddling snake oil through his traveling salvation show. That was fucking me. <laughs> Jesus. Cite <Okay>. your sources. <laughs> right. Hey, that's not very nice. My ego is only partially inflated. Oh, God damn it. Uh, that is like, I, that's perfect. That that's, was really great. I wish I would have yeah. read that when I was a kid. That would have really put things in perspective for me. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um, especially like him just getting up front. Uh, go find that article. Uh, it's really good. Uh, it really breaks down somebody watching Carmen from the outside. Uh, really good. And I, I admire the fact that he basically swindled him his way up to the front and sat like right underneath Carmen for the rest of the show to see it as close as possible. So <laughs> did it say if he paid for his ticket at all? He probably did. I think it was three because... or $4 or something like that. Um, this is like, I wish that more journalism could be done like this was like, Oh, it's free. I'm just going to go in there then. Cause I'm not going to give him a fucking, you know, yeah. donation. Yeah. <laughs> so this works out for me. <laughs> yeah. This would be Carmen's last tour for over a decade, but he planned a big co-headlining tour in 2002 with Rebecca St. James plus one and Mark Schultz. But apparently ticket sales were so bad because of 9-11 happened, but uh -oh. that didn't stop Carmen. Um, He canceled <laughs> that tour, but... uh. Yeah, that was kind of embarrassing, I guess. He did uh, cancel it? Yeah, he canceled that tour. Uh, never happened. Fine. If no one's going to get in an airplane to come see me, I guess I'll have to cancel it, you bunch of pussies. <laughs> I love blaming it on 9-11. <laughs> My numbers are what? Oh, darn it. Those planes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it had nothing to do with the fact that nobody fucking wanted to see him anymore. It, it had to right. do with 9-11. Yeah, I, I I often wonder how many things were just blamed on 9-11. Uh, uh, but 9-11 didn't stop Carmen doing something else because Carmen can't help himself. He put out a 2000... He put out on his 2002 album, Ultimate Praise, uh, with the uber-patriotic song Red, White, and Blue. So this is a praise song that he wrote, right? Yes. Okay. Usually, when I hear like praise and stuff, I I assume it's covers of old praise songs. You know what I mean? And worship music. Yeah, he does a lot. He does. But he doesn't kind do of that. a mixture of both. So he's really getting into that Weird Al territory, where Weird Al has his own originals, but he still parodies other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what this is. Uh, let the black and white unite with the yellow and the brown. Together, we will stand and fight till the enemy comes down. What? Great lyrics. American poet. Uh, but even in 2002, Carmen is using the term yellow. It's in that song. Jesus, <laughs> the little children. How can that be wrong? <laughs> I sang that to somebody at work the other day. And it was just like, they're like, whoa. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I can't believe uh, we were all okay with saying that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carmen continues, quote, They might come against us, come from far and wide. We will not be defeated, because God is on our side. We can't forget the families, the daughters, and the sons. We owe them now to make it right. We won't stop until we've won. Won what? The world. Oh, asked uh, and answered. Yeah. <laughs> Um, around dibs, two dibs, <laughs> I put my finger in it. <laughs> my jokes <laughs> around 2002. I put a bumper sticker on my car that said, God is not an American, and it started so many arguments because, <laughs> of course, God is on our side. God elected George Bush, and God directed him. <laughs> He's a red blooded, denim wearing American. Uh, we owe not just the victims and the soldiers, but God, the blood of our enemies. By the time this song came out, we were already in Afghanistan and a year from going into Iraq and the United States lost both of those wars. Remember boys, freedom isn't free. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to another podcast this morning, um, about like an event, go home Bible. You're drunk. This is one of my mm -hmm. favorite ex evangelical podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, but they were talking about the verse in the Bible that basically says that you are supposed to uh, God has appointed all authority and you're supposed to listen to that authority. Um, I remember that verse being thrown at me from about 2001 to when I left in 2004 or five. Uh, just uh, but then weirdly weird. Yeah. Weird. You're just coming. That, uh, this, you're coming to this as you're saying it, aren't you? It's weird. In 2008, that kind of changed. <laughs> but I can't figure out why. I don't either, man. Mm. I don't either. And then, but then it changed again in 2016, where what? we're supposed to listen to. But then it changed Damn. again. When? I, oh, no, man. it never did. Not in American's history. It, it seemed like when people were storming the Capitol. Dude, don't, come on, Chad. They didn't you, like the uh, God-given election results. You're embellishing, friend. It was, an, it was a very, very peaceful tour. This is weird. It seems like they're being hypocritical with that. We're being very sarcastic right now, and I'm very concerned that one of the people that trolls us on Twitter is going to hear, mm. Instagram is going to hear this and be like, they're coming around. <laughs> they get it now. <laughs> they're, they're just circling the point. It's not landing. <laughs> and don't even start me on giving to Caesar what is Caesar's when it comes to taxes. But uh, anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> this song spurred on another TBN and Carmen venture when Carmen filmed a 4th of July celebration that was later turned into a 9-11 tribute called the Red, White, and Blue Spectacular. I fucking did you watch this? this? Yeah, I feel like you did. Uh, were you, how old were you? Two, I think this was 2003 it came out? Or 2002? 12? Okay. Yeah, 11 yeah. or 12, yeah. And that was that was when I was deep in this shit, like yeah. hardcore. This is when I was like uh, worshiping in my living room, and my dad had DJ equipment, so it was so you could hear the shit like down the block, and he would oh, never yeah. turn it down. But it would also be with like two live crew, so that was weird. But 
but I remember sitting in the living room, blaring this shit, watching these specials, blaring them. But I remember that one specifically because my father was very moved by this one. Oh, I'm sure. And then you went upstairs and masturbated and hid your stuff behind your little ornaments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The no, same time. that was at my grandparents' <laughs> house. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> oh, God. Um, this concert was filmed in Nashville, Tennessee, and it's just fucking drenched in patriotism and nationalism. Spliced between uh, all the songs are Carmen music videos and also interviews Carmen does with people from the military. Hey, Carmen- uh, hey, you, uh, you, you get shot yet? <laughs> no, <laughs> you lucky, you lucky. Let's go. I don't want to be here no more. How many people you kill? That's that's fucking cool, dude. That's cool. If, is it true that if you hit a person in the head at the right spot, it explodes like that scene in Scanners? <laughs> As I gotta see that. I knew that's a cop awesome. once that shot six people and murdered six of them. <laughs> I heard that he was aiming for ten. Oh, <laughs> uh, Carmen. Uh... <laughs> Carmen also has a segment about. The lies he spits in his America Again song and video. This is no doubt just regurgitation of David Barton, who we talked about in episode four. Carmen talks about the godlessness of godliness. Sorry. I was about to say, whoa. Sorry. That was a slip. The godliness of George Washington, who he means the George Washington was a terrible person. He was the richest man in the United States. He owned over a hundred personal slaves while while Mount Vernon, Washington's home, had over three hundred. Yeah. While Washington lived in Philadelphia, the state laws set up by the Quakers, who were abolitionists, said that if slaves resided in Pennsylvania for six months, they would automatically be freed. And right before the time the six months was up, Washington learned about it and moved his eight eight or so slaves he had in Philadelphia out of the city for a few days and would bring them back to restart the clock. Sounds like a uh, a conservative white Americans figuring out how to... <laughs> hey, man, you can't get mad at him. He ain't breaking rules. He just knows how to play him right. You know what I mean? Don't get mad at him. Hate the system. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my God. Uh, oh. One thing I do have to point out, though, it's always bugged me, is how, like, in Hamilton, like, they point out the fucking slave owners left and right. You know what I mean? Thomas mm-hmm. Jefferson, all that shit. But then one of the biggest heroes in the whole fucking thing is George Washington, and he was yeah. debatably one of the worst people at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was, he and he's was like not talking a good person. About, right. He's talking about, oh, I'm going to retire now. I'm going to go sit under the shade of this tree and then wash over them, just waste away into obscurity. Nah, nah. Yeah. Wasn't his teeth slave teeth? Yeah, part of his teeth were slave teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, so, American cool hero. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they should have put more leeches on him. Uh, Carmen also talks <laughs> I'm f- about. I'm feeling a bit woozy. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Benjamin Rush again. He goes on and on about how godly of a man he was. Now Rush was an abolitionist, but he also owned a slave. So. Sounds like an evangelical Christian. Um, I did mention that he thought that black people were immune to yellow fever, but I didn't go into the impact of that. Rush also stated that black people were also more tolerant of pain. Rush 
being the father of American medicine, this notion has been passed down through our medical history. Blacks are far less believed when it comes to injuries and pain, especially black women when it comes to pregnancy and childbirth. What the fuck? Man. If you look up... This shit does not stop. If you look up... uh, the I, I don't know the studies, but um if you do Google searches for uh black women getting pain medication in childbirth or just, just in general compared to white women. This before, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's highly it's it's crazy. Like they just do not believe African Americans when they come for um I've seen that I know what you're talking about in other into the doctors. Yeah, so, but I didn't even think about the mother aspect of our I are honestly I didn't think about any of that being the the uh effect of that yeah yeah that's so yeah, father of american medicine give that shit and um, you know back then he was only giving those as excuses to let shit happen because like there's there's slaves you know what i mean yeah like oh yeah. they can just they'll handle it don't worry about them they can handle yeah. this they're used to this yeah and um, that's that's the kind of thinking like that's keeping shit where it is today Oh, that's mm-hmm. just how they live. They treat each other like that. That's just the way that circumstances are. They're used to that. They're never going to change it. And like... it it prevents minorities from getting proper medical care and prevents yeah. them from going to the doctor in general because they're like, I'm not going to get believed, so what's the fuck is the point? So, yeah. yeah. I could go to the doctor right now and say, yeah, I got a little pain in my back, and they would give me whatever I asked for well, for the most part. Well, I want to see if this was with you, too. I'm not trying to I'm definitely not trying to compare myself to the plight of this kind of shit. But I'm saying when I was a kid, this kind of thinking was used in my household because we were poor. And my father, every time I was sick or any time I was like, I think that this is wrong with my body or something. It was you're fine. You're just being it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's you're you it, you can handle it. It's fine. And I, I don't. Did you have to go through that, too? OK, think about your kids and how often they're sick. Yeah. Okay. I had perfect attendance from kindergarten to fourth grade in school. That was the same way. I Not because saying. I get what you're Are saying. Are you going to tell I, me I was immune? I get, yeah. I from, immediately from knew what you kindergarten were saying. to to fourth grade. Yeah, Be- exactly because my parents didn't. Well, it's it also goes to back to your kids are being manipulative. Yeah, which and is another thing we're taught in the church. They're just trying to stay home from school to watch cartoons and be lazy. Yeah. It was like, no, Dude, I'm I'm oh legitimately sick. You know? know, it was like, like what what I don't know a kid that doesn't get sick from Mike. It's a fucking cesspool in here. Some yeah. sometimes when the kids are sick. That sentence you said just made me realize how much I think I gaslit myself into believing I was okay because of my parents gaslighting me. Yeah, dude. You know how many times I didn't call off of work because I was sick. Yeah, no, I feel you, dude. I've been to work with bronchitis and shit because I'm yep. like, yep. I now now I'm I'm much more aware of my self worth and everything. And I know we're getting yeah. off topic here, but this is I think this is important. It's, yeah, it um, is important for sure. I'm much more aware of my self worth now, and I will call off of work when I'm not feeling well. Yeah, um, and I'm also aware of the self worth to my coworkers that they don't want me coughing all over them and shit. But, uh, you know, um, back then, you know, dude, at, like from and part of it was just getting the fuck out of the house and trying to get out of my situation. But yeah, yeah from yeah. 
I would probably say from 16 to, I don't know, till I had my first kid or, you know, maybe even past that I was working nonstop. Yeah. You know, and, um, missed concerts, missed hanging out with friends, missed everything just because I felt like I had to work. Didn't call out of work when I was sick. Um, I'd be shitting my brains out. I would still be at work. I'd be puking my guts out. I'd still be at work. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was, and part of it's capitalist, a capitalist system and Protestant work ethic and everything, um, all wrapped into one. So, yeah. But it it does go a lot back to our self-worth and shit though, like you're saying, because, you know, we just, we don't feel we're important enough to take those steps or that we that's basically it that we're, our well-being isn't as important enough to put brakes on everything else that needs to mm-hmm. keep going so we have to keep the machine moving we have to play our part because that's all we're supposed to do it doesn't matter how we're feeling yep. and everything you just said is how i've been living my life until about six months ago like i'm not yeah. even kidding like literally that's how recently i've started to realize all that shit yeah but the my time has I've, yeah, my time. If we're gonna live in a capitalist system, my yeah. time has a dollar value to it. Then I'm finally starting to realize that instead of being like, "Well, I need to work. Well, I have to do this," it's like, "Well, yeah, you have to do things, but it still matters how you do it based on who you are. Yeah. You need to yeah. have worth in who you are." And I've, yeah, Took a I long like time I said, to get there. I, I only brought it up because of the, the yeah, uh, it's basically just gaslighting. You know what I mean? You're fine. They they can handle it. Don't worry about them. You don't need to have empathy for anyone. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, but and then uh, it goes internal instead of also just being for everyone else out there, and you don't notice it because yeah, you're already absolutely. marinating. <laughs> <sighs> um, all right, Carmen's we got like, to baste you with this South Delt. <laughs> Here comes the that base. I've been living an all fucking weekend or all week. Oh god. Um, <laughs> if hey, Carmen isn't giving false examples of moral su- superiority, he is trying to paint people that would be dead or dem- demonic denominations that he railed against in his music and interviews for years mm-hmm. and I, I know one thing that is for sure every founding father anyone carmen wants to pull out they were not anointed in the holy spirit they did <laughs> not speak in tongues or heal or dance in the lord or have spiritual gifts um gifts of the spirit that carmen and other denominations say are evidence that you are saved right you know why? Because speaking in tongues wasn't a thing until all the founding fathers had already died. Think about that. They don't. Hey, you're not supposed to do your homework. You're supposed <laughs> to listen. Don't question me. Uh, the rest of the video is filled with military footage. It's fucking triggering for me, but also fitting of today. Carmen mixing his Christian nationalist message with the drenching of military propaganda. When do you think that uh, just straight up the uh, chocolate of Christianity and the peanut butter of Christian nationalism just mixed together and became the wonderful peanut butter cup of evangelism that it did? When did you think that actually happened? Because those two have not been separate in years. Uh, I think it hit the mainstream like when Trump became uh, became popular. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Of course, it's like Trump is not the cause of any of this. Like, it's no, it just pushed yeah. into the light more. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it definitely started, probably started back. You can even go back to slavery. Um, 
Well, but, shit, man. you know, uh, <laughs> after slavery was over, the Ku Klux Klan. I'm over here um, like 9-11s. <laughs> n- no, I mean, you're like. You're like, no, buddy. It's uh, it's kind of always been here. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you had the Ku Klux Klan trying to become government, and they became their own sort of Christian nationalism down there where, you know. That's another thing, yeah. man, is, like, you're just so in denial about shit. You don't, you can't accept that they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you're in it, you can't, you refuse to accept that it's similar because that would make you a bad person. But yeah. it is, it's, it's the same shit. And it's so yeah. fucking scary realizing now how similar it is. Yeah. <sighs> um... Oh God. There are many of you here who did not know about the faith of our founding fathers. You've heard about some of the bad things that have happened, maybe some indiscretions, but you've never heard that some of them have made mistakes. And that's true. They never tried to change the law to accommodate the mistakes and legalize their sin. That's not right. Yeah, that's not true at all. Okay. (laughs) Slavery. (laughs) Right. Like, there was a... Hey, hey, that's not like there was a whole war between countries about it. <laughs> that was taxes, you fucking liar. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. It's just like totally missing the point of slavery. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like the, the biggest national sin that we've probably ever had. <laughs> but I also like he's like, <laughs> he's doing it like a mic drop or a finger point. Like that's yeah. what they do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We don't do what you do. It's like, we've never tried to do that. And you're doing it currently, you fucking projector. Oh, God. You just make laws to, to make sin illegal, like the like the drug uh, drug war and everything. But uh, Carmen, uh, Carmen then opens up the TBN prayer phone line and tells people that God can heal you and set you free from cancer, leukemia, depression, and drug and alcohol addiction. So that's cool. But don't um, call for hangnails and splinters, because that <laughs> shit I cannot help with. I know it hurts, and I don't have any of that hydrogen peroxide that puts on it, so there's no infection. So you go to a doctor for that one. And if you're missing three toes, do you know about what? that story? Oh, the you don't know about the story? <laughs> I remember now. I remember now. But I was like, for a second, I was like, what? Is this where you're like, guys, I'm missing three toes? <laughs> That's why I've never called Carmen. <laughs> this is why I'm angry at Carmen and taking it out on him because I called in to that, that line to <laughs> get my three toes growing back, and that shit ain't happening. No, um, no. He's out here. But apparently, out if fucking court... happens to that woman, what the fuck? Out here <laughs> curing leukemia over the phone, but can't give me new digits. <laughs> <laughs> I have all 11 of my toes. Uh <laughs> carry one. Yeah. Okay, I'm, <laughs> you can carry that one. It's an extra. <laughs> uh to end the show, he read a quote from JFK that I guess helps nail his point home of the Christian nation, but and the didn't... quote was ow. he didn't talk about the context of the quote that uh uh, that uh jfk was seen as a satanic catholic but then the video uh of our turn now is played and then a video of president bush in his state of the union address after 9 11 and then a special presentation of the red white and blue song that was filled with 9 11 and military footage 
not to be confused with courtesy of the red, white, and blue by Toby <laughs> Keith. Uh, then a Rory edition of Awesome God, and then Carmen ends the oh. two-hour presentation with a very tamed-down version of Who's in the House because he's old. I remember this now, the uh, the Awesome God thing. That's where I remember it the most. Oh my God, I remember that number. Terrible. Yeah. Um, that's probably one of the other songs that's like ingrained in my brain. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so many different people who have sang it and just the... I've heard so many Our of the like the God worship versions. Is an awesome God. God he reigns. Totally awesome God. I used to do that. Totally. Totally <laughs> awesome God. Um and all your other youth group friends are like, ha ha ha. I wouldn't say it too loud because I didn't want to get hit by my stepfather. Yeah, yeah, so right. uh, poked with a pin. Blasphemy. <laughs> I'm over there quietly singing. That's awesome. I had the greatest joke one time. Let me tell you this joke. Great, best delivery of my life, oh, and boy. it was with my family. And we were, um, we were sitting in the kitchen, and we were talking about speaking in tongues because we were ta- we were going to the Pentecostal school, uh, and we go to the church sometimes, um, and we're joking around about speaking in tongues, and my sister and my mom said charles you speak in tongues and i let out the biggest fart <laughs> and my stepfather got so fucking mad he didn't believe in speaking in tongues mind you right but he 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 said that is blasphemy <laughs> so that's genius Best joke ever. Sure. Wasted. Wasted. I think it was no man. In the annals of history. I, <laughs> I I'm trying to wind. think of I the only I can think of only one real like Christian joke I tried to make that I thought my dad would find hilarious that I got in trouble for. And I think it was like, Hey dad, you know who Jesus' favorite band was? Nine inch nails. And he was like, okay. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Genesis for a second. That would dude, that would be a fun game. Let's just do that. <laughs> Jesus' favorite band. Testament. Be, they might be giants. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> you say testament? Yeah. Yeah, only if it's the new one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just no, I was just a big fan of Billy Joel. <laughs> oh god. Uptown girl. Yeah. Um <laughs> that's a song about Mary Magdalene. <laughs> oh uh at this point in Carmen's career, he was far removed from his heyday, even though it really wasn't that long ago. Right. Uh, he he was no longer pushing out uh, original albums every year. By this time, Carmen had relocated from Tulsa, Oklahoma to outside Nashville, Tennessee, mm. to a 34-acre mansion placed among other music heavyweights. Wow. So, living for the Lord. Uh, Great his, is the Lord. Now lift up your voice. He was at a new church now. was was a two thousand member mega church called Born Again Church. Lame. Um, yeah. Uh, in two thousand two, Carmen went back to the praise well and put out Ultimate Praise. Or in <laughs> for some reason in Europe, it was called House of Praise. Um, it included the Red, White, and Blue song. Um, uh, okay. Milk and that. I gotta be more diverse. <laughs> yeah, I, every time it comes out under a different title, I get a different check. 
Uh, I want you to hmm. you're strap in for this one. Oh boy. Um, 2003 was a pretty silent year for Carmen. No albums. Oh. Not uh, not. You, not you, oh, you got me. You froze Am for I good? a second. Am you're good? good now. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. 2003. Right. That's where you were at. Yeah. 2003 was a pretty silent year for Carmen. No albums. Not a lot of press or reviews or concerts. Carmen was working on a book, but not a dangerous manual or how to force people into your belief systems, but a true novel called Undefeated in Love and War. Jack Whoa. Denova. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Jack Denova is the most feared and respected, no holds barred prize fighter the world has ever seen. No man can match his strength and determination in or out of the caged ring. But even his strength in battle cannot stop the unraveling of his world when he is targeted by a dangerous Russian mob family. When tragedy strikes his world, he is thrust into the shadows of the Federal Witness Protection Program. On the run from a powerful crime lord bent on vengeance, Jack risks blowing his cover to protect Maria. 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 A woman from his past he's reunited with while in hiding. Hey, didn't we go to end the, didn't we go to first grades together? <laughs> the only witness to a brutal mob murder, Maria finds comfort and safety in the presence of Jack as they battle through the circumstances while dealing with the emerging feelings they have for each other. I really enjoy run-on sentences. <laughs> Leaving one life behind and fighting for the other. Leaving one life behind and fighting for the chance that a new one becomes the greatest battle Jack will ever fight. What's one of the major rules of writing? Uh, write what you know. Write what you know. Mm. Carmen wrote himself as Jack DeNova, as in someone stealing an old Chevy in the alleys of Trenton, Jack. The Nova mm. was in production from 1962 to 1979, Right when Carmen was a teenager, and I'm just saying, <laughs> Carmen's brother and him, Mario, stole a car. Uh, it might have been an inside joke. Jack DeNova. Dude. Yeah, that's really funny. I don't know if he's um, that clever, though, but... <laughs> yeah, he's always making himself to be out to be a world-class prize fighter, and this is no different, right? Mm, we've, right? We've seen this in The Champion, through his music videos. He's always fighting someone. But who is Maria, a woman from his past? Maria is a very, very sensual woman. Many people have wrote many songs about her. Brooks and Dunn, for example. Carlos Santana. Gaslight Anthem. One. Mm -hmm. So many Marias. So many. Uh, all time low. Mm. You know, I got your picture. I'm coming with you. That, that, that one. Maria. 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 Back in the early 80s, Carmen was at the church of a man named Mario Murillo. Mario Murillo. Murillo. Carmen played for the church, and even Oral Roberts was there, the great Oral Roberts. That's my best friend. I love Oral. <laughs> Don't know who Robert is, but he can join. Oh, uh, who? oh, I, oh, it's a person. I thought you were offering <laughs> me something. <laughs> Pastor Mario comes to the pulpit while Carmen strums on the piano. <laughs> Pastor Mario. Pastor Mario tells a fantastic tale about how he met a male witch named Isaac Bonewitz. He was at a scary man. 
<laughs> Bonewitz is a German name. Anyway, uh, this man, Isaac Bonewitz, was a real person. He was more or less an expert on the occult and paganism. He was well known within the community. But anyway, Mario tells a story about how Bonewitz invited Mario to his house, which was painted in black and filled with occult symbols. Wait a minute. Then Bonewitz gives Mario a drink that he refuses to take. Wait a minute. Then Bonewitz opens up a giant leather book and reads off all the people he has cursed. Pastor Mario then rebukes this witch with the power of Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Tanuki pops out. The princess is in another castle. <laughs> Hits him with a tail. And the witch's invitation was born. Bum, bum, bum. Pastor Mario also had a wife named Rosa. Was isn't one of the peach the princesses named Rose or something like that? Uh Rosalina, I think. Oh shit. Are you sure this is true? And he's just not writing the story <laughs> of Mario. <laughs> in two thousand and then this fucking crazy dude in a leather jacket named Bowser comes in, right? <laughs> and it's not the one from Shanana. <laughs> Uh, in 2004, so keeping in with this timeline, and that's why I kept this story until now, Rosa divorced Pastor Mario and then marries Carmen Licordelio. Carmen's Bowser, bro! This was all a secret until it got leaked through message boards only a year or so later. Carmen first off stole Pastor Mario's story <laughs> and then his wife. Yeah. What is happening? Poor Mario. <laughs> oh, Mario's I sad. I can't get a one-up. Just a one-up. That's all I want. <laughs> it's a one dream and mushroom. But no, he taken my wife. He taken my story. What do Come I in a told stool. I am a horny. <laughs> Just keep a Yoshi away from me. Is he getting uh, very lonely? Uh, yet again, everyone, we have a spiritual leader who walks third. Let me start that over. Fuck. Yet again, we have another spiritual leader who talks the talk, but not walks the walk. Uh, I don't want to speculate, but Carmen could have been writing his passages on staying pure and the problems with divorce while plowing Princess Peach in the secret levels we aren't allowed to get into. I don't have the flute. He stole my flute, so he get to the secret hidden levels behind the pipe. I can't get there. All I ask, so, all I ask, Carmen, is you pull out. Pull out. <laughs> then Bill Clinton comes in and shows him what to do with the flute. <laughs> this also leaves the door open to the ideas of Carmen being a sexually promiscuous hypocrite. Now, as teens, I think most of us were struggling with the idea of hypocrisy, we were trying to live, but we weren't trying to preach it or force others to live with it. If Carmen was okay with breaking up a marriage of a brother in Christ, Carmen may have been okay with hotel hookups, spending some of that fresh offering cash on some company. <laughs> this is all speculation. As we've seen time and time again, especially with Jerry Falwell Jr., these people are sexual beings and they fuck. And sometimes the more repressed, the more gross and disgusting is the closet they are supposed to clean. 
Mm-hmm. We, we are supposed to believe that Carmen was either a virgin or sexually celibate from 1976 through whenever <laughs> you were into him. We were. Why were we also purposely ignorant? I also want to know the answer to that question because I never said any of that. And if you were putting that <laughs> on me, that's on you. <laughs> Members, I wanted to make my first album, Cocaine and Bush Hands, but you guys had a problem with that. I was all for it. <laughs> you guys, you guys put me in this path. <laughs> like, I got to get out of this box you put me in and get into that box. Oh. Hey. <laughs> In 2005, Carmen released Live and Reloaded. Uh-huh. It was it was a live version of his last Praise album, another CD of remixes, and then a DVD with chunks of Red, White, and Blue Spectacular and the Sean Sellers story, like I told Dude, last episode. This, this is just a testament to how much money he has to fucking burn because you yeah. don't need to be putting out all this content every other year on the same fucking formats. Mm-hmm. Bro. Your the production costs alone, and then the numbers aren't like what they used to be. Yeah, the so numbers aren't there. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, but the like money he's hawking going... all his stuff on TBN. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's where we got the majority of our shit. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. Think about that. In 2007, Carmen came out with another praise album called Instruments of Praise. This is also... where I was officially out of Carmen. This is where I met my wife. <laughs> Also, two double albums came out that year for Carmen. EMI released The Standard and Riot together, and then Sparrow released The Ultimate Collection. Fucking Christ. Um, I'm surprised he wasn't on Rhino also, because Rhino Records did this shit a lot, too, where they're like, the yeah. ultimates, the best yeah. of, the golden. <laughs> it is what ha- it happens, and I get it. It's just it's more money for him. Um, but uh, Carmen sued, and this is uh, this is in 2006. Uh, Carmen sued one of his former managers, Rendy Lovelady. Uh, he was Carmen's tour manager from 2000 2001, and the contract, yeah, the guy, uh, the con, Rendy, I think is his name. Um, I I thought it was weird too. Uh, the contract was honestly one of the weirdest names I've ever seen. Yeah, unless I typed it wrong, but uh, it came up right in my spell check. So I believe it. Rendy Lovelady. We know the real uh, reason he hired him. You're, like, you're not a you're not a dame. Uh, well, it has been signed. <laughs> the contract was terminated in 2001. In 2006, Lovelady made a website from for his services, and he showed Carmen and used his trademark for people uh, that he had worked with. Uh, also alluding to giving Lovelady an endorsement. So it's Uh-oh. like he said, I worked with these people in the past and he used carmen and carmen got in and upset about it a florida court dismissed the case but i guess yeah but the florida supreme court reversed the decision in 2008 i couldn't find out the outcome it's but i thought it was very hypocritical that a christian taking that i assume is another christian to court uh something that christians aren't to do to each other and it being over a trademark makes it worse somehow um, I have a yeah. I have a strong feeling that that was more of a respect thing and that was like more of a personal thing for Carmen where he was like he's like you better take that shit down you better take that shit down or I'm taking you to fucking court <laughs> and he's just like but dude I worked with you I didn't give a fuck you didn't fucking ask me you didn't give my fucking permission you take yeah. that shit down you know what I mean yeah. just like a fucking hardcore like Italian dude thing 
Yeah. But he's like, yeah. <laughs> but he's like kind of a pussy, so he's not actually gonna do anything. So he's like, I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put these <laughs> fucking cinder blocks on your feet. Okay, well I'm just gonna take you to small claims. I'm gonna take you to small claims. <laughs> Apparently it's it's became like some sort of case study um for some courses, I guess. Uh Makes I don't sense. know. Um, it has to do with trademark law and doing it in certain states where the other where the person doesn't reside and everything. Uh, you know, yeah, all this stuff gets using used. the trademark or something. Yeah, all this stuff gets used in other cases eventually in the future. Um, but uh, in 2009, Carmen starred in another film. Ooh. He played the role of Boaz in the movie The Book of Ruth, Journey of Faith. Yo, it's all been boiling down to this moment because he's talked about Ruth in every fucking episode. <laughs> Ooh, Just the, lasagnas. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I knew about this movie is that my mom saw it and she loved it. I watched it for this fucking podcast. Um, <laughs> and it's complete dog shit. Uh, it's available on YouTube. Everything about it is very low production, as in some of Carmen's music videos look better. Did you uh, watch it at least in like two times speed or something? No, I watch it regular speed. Uh, yeah, Full. it was, yeah, Full. I know. The acting is of <laughs> church drama level, uh, and Carmen looks like he's trying to eye fuck Naomi and Ruth it's each time he's on screen with them. It's not just a look. That's a fact. <laughs> I kept calling him Mary. I was trying to psychologically break them down. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're just like Mary Magdalene. You like being a son of attention. Come here. <laughs> it's, it, it's, a, it's probably one of those movies, if you got really high and watched, it would probably be very funny. I thought um, that was going to be the same with The Champion. It wasn't. It's not. <laughs> yeah. No. No, uh, man. But uh, something else happened in Carmen's life that was pretty hypocritical that was finalized in 2010, and that was a divorce with his wife, Rosa. Oh, no. Same with this marriage. It was very hush-hush, but something that, uh, not something that was broadcasted. Um, I think it was a throwaway story, but I thought this was a throwaway story, but Christian superstar Sandy Patty took a lot of shit when she went mainstream, um, but she got the shun from the Christian music industry when she found that she was having an affair with a backup singer, uh, which brought on her divorce in 1993, and then remarried to a man who she cheated on with her husband in 1995. So she cheated on with this backup dancer and eventually married the backup dancer. Um, but okay. uh, but that was scandalous, uh, and none of this was, is what you're saying. Yeah, so this was scandalous. But Carmen, weirdly enough, normally a judgmental asshole, came to Sandy Patty's defense in a, in CCM with a cast the first stone message. Yeah, that's weird. Is it so, possibly to benefit his own circumstances? I think it's maybe to shield himself from future. Right, right, right. Anything it's getting like a... out in the future. But this this happened back in 95. So he gets me up there and he's it. like, he gets up there and he's like, just to be clear, if anyone ever does anything to, you know, fuck over a spouse and get with someone else, even if I'm the other person, we do not <laughs> hate them. That's for future stuff. <laughs> and this person is also okay, right, fellas? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
For uh, future, I... not right now. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> now, so so the divorce happened in 2000, was finalized in 2010. I don't know why the divorce happened, except from a s- since-deleted Facebook post from Carmen in 2017. <gasps> so in 2009, before the divorce was finalized, a small plane carrying a woman named Jenny Brown of Tyler, Texas, crashed in Virginia. What? It took eight. It took eight years, but Carmen finally opened up about this woman. Carmen claimed that they were both private and that she was bubbly and made him happy. Carmen says that he was even shopping for a ring, and they were working a future life together before she died. Then they would also sneak away to a house Carmen had in Daytona Beach. Brown had also recently come from a divorce. So if you pick what I'm laying down, he was fucking around with someone else while he was married to Rosa. It sounded like he like he sounded like he was a little home wrecker. Sounded like he was just trying to that, way, his way into a bunch of relationships. Not gonna oh, say he married. has a type. You're married, eh? That's that's not a ring. That's an obstacle course. I'm gonna break uh, this shit down. There, there seems to be some sort of trend going on with Carmen. Yeah. Um, but marriage so. is only for a man and a woman. One man, one woman. So Unless Carmen, Carmen gets married to Rosa. They get divorced by two that finalized in 2010. In 2009, this woman Carmen's having this relationship with dies in a plane crash. In 2017, Carmen makes a Facebook post about it. And then he deletes it uh, at some point in time. Um, Why so much later? He finally came out. I don't know. It was on Valentine's Day. He was and he was like having a reflective moment. He was just having a hard day. And then yeah. after he posted, he's like, oh, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> well, some news organizations picked it up, like uh, oh, like man. Christianity Today or something. And they were like, oh, look, Carmen had a girl, a girl that he was interested in. Oh, this pious man who was... Kept his dick in his pants for so many years. Finally found a love interest. Oh, it was just like, no, he had his dick in a lot of bush. And it was just like, he was just. <laughs> He's like, oh, I, no, the secret's yeah. coming out. Can't mm-hmm. keep this dragon in its castle no more. Get yeah. Back in, there. <laughs> <sighs> in 2010, I just 11. imagine him listening to that Britney Spears song. She's so lucky. She's a star, but she cry, cry, cries in her lonely heart. I'm gonna post that thing on Valentine's Day now because I miss you so much. If there's nothing missing in my life, <laughs> he's just drunk. I, I right, tell you, he crying. was just fucking just, just fucking just. He was watching Forrest Gump all weekend. Oh he was my watching god, Forrest Jenny. Gump and Jenny came on. He was like, I miss oh, you, Jenny. Jenny. Oh, Jenny, I miss you. <laughs> Again, Carmen and Forrest Gump. This came up earlier. That's why I made it. Oh, <laughs> because fuck. of Jenny. It all came full circle. <laughs> oh God. In in 2011, uh, November 2011, Carmen was on his way to a concert at a church in Houston, Texas. The crowd was gathering outside to get into the concert. Was it his concert? Yes. Yeah. No, he was just. <laughs> it was a Swift. With the newsboys. It was a Taylor Swift concert. I'm a Swifty. <laughs> This is like fucking, uh, what was that one song, love song or whatever she came on? We were both young when I first saw you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Carmen's driver was approaching the church and was making a left-hand turn into the church when a truck going 50 miles an hour plowed in the passenger side of the car. It was Mario. It was playing. (laughs) (laughs) He's a blue shell, you motherfucker. (laughs) His green shell aim is really fucking good. Uh, In a scene out of Whiplash, Carmen gets out of the car and goes inside to play the concert as scheduled which he started, but then collapsed. And then he was rushed to the emergency room. Spoiler alert for Whiplash. (laughs) (laughs) Carmen went to... I didn't know that he goes and sings a CCM concert (laughs) to Whiplash. (laughs) What is it, the Newsboys? I don't know what's up there. He he attacks J.K. Simmons and just bleeds all over him. (laughs) This was my part, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> this soldier pads are insane. Carmen uh, went to Facebook to update his fans. Quote. Update from the uh, Hey, everyone. Carmen here. George Clooney's not, though. That's weird. Thanks so much <laughs> for all your prayers and comments. Trust me. I read each and every single one of them I see. I see them all. I'll check them all out after surgery. Somehow they found a hernia in my stomach. Caused by an extremely sexual, stressful situation. I wonder what that was from. LOL. It's like I pulled a muscle, I guess, but it has been taken out. It's like I pulled a muscle, I guess, but it has to be taken out. It causes all sorts of excess drama. Choking while sleeping. Difficulty in breathing. The kind of stuff that kills you when you're asleep. Like a deadly ninja. <laughs> There's a few other things, too. That was I real. I was la- I was just laughing at Carmen. No, I know. I yeah, was pausing because yeah. I didn't, couldn't believe that. I usually laugh when you put stuff in there, but like that was a legitimate <laughs> laugh from Carmen being like it's a deadly weird. ninja. And there's also just like the kind of stuff that kills you when you're sleeping. <laughs> you want the things <laughs> like too crack. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids there's are on crack. There's a few other things, too, but I can't spell them, and I'm getting too tired of typing with my thumbs. So I'm going to use my penis. Here we go. It's going to be a little hard to read. (laughs) On February 14th, again, another Valentine's Day post, 2013, Carmen told the world that he was battling an incurable cancer that he had about four years to live. He told his fans that he would be starting a bone biopsy the next day, and go from there. So I guess the true Christians with power of healings were busy on the 15th. I don't know. (laughs) The cancer announcement gave Carmen's career a little jolt. Did you like that? That was a low blow. I've literally not even recovered from this. Oh, uh, God. The cancer announcement gave Carmen's career a little jolt, and his Facebook page was sworn by fans giving their love and support. His followers okay. went from about 3,000 to well over 300,000 in just a few days. Wow. The new influx of fans. I wish that could happen to us. Donovan, could you get cancer? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> the new influx of fans gave go Carmen get in the middle a... of 90 microwaves. 
My balls Is it working? are in I don't, three I, of them right now. I feel really <laughs> weird, guys. Either I'm becoming a superhero or I'm about to look like one of the dudes from Chernobyl. <laughs> My hair follicles are bleeding. I feel like it would just be easier to catch a train to Ohio. <laughs> god damn oh god um are judging by my genetics just wait a few years <laughs> the new uh, influx of fans gave carmen an idea he wanted to put out a new album but no record companies were knocking down his old ass his old ass door i meant to say his, his old ass um <laughs> well also uh, for new music, so he decided to do a Kickstarter to get his new album made. What? Carmen, this is sad. Carmen told his fans that Satan gave him cancer, but God gave him a slingshot to kill Satan, and that slingshot was his songs. I'm not what? joking around with that. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. He. Uh. Oh my God, dude, that's really fucking sad. Satan gave him cancer. That's really sad and really this this is one of those moments where I'm trying to see I'm trying to figure out if it's snake oil or belief. You know what I mean? Like if he's actually just trying to double down on this belief because he doesn't think he has enough time and he's just are like he knows that this is yeah. near the end and he's just like, No, I believe in this and I, I gotta put all my faith in God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if it's just like I'm gonna make I more make before buck. I go. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. And that's what makes this so fucking sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Carmen this put up really a video sad. calling his fans to action, and they could donate to the project for the rewards. Fans could get a new single, get the new single for a dollar. That's like 90, re- 99 cents on you know, <laughs> iTunes. So it's good deals. Good deals. Other rewards included autographed CDs, a shirt, tour jacket, VIP tickets, and more. For where? To his concerts for his upcoming tour. Um, what tour? What tour? We're gonna get into it. Uh, the award amounts went up to ten thousand dollars, which came with a very special award of coming Carmen of coming of <laughs> Carmen coming to your church to preach and to put on a concert. And it was a really eight. weird eight-minute video of him just with a picture of your church, and he's just working towards coming to it. <laughs> you put the pictures together. You figure that one out. <laughs> oh, I like the steeple on this one. Oh, the door opens up. Oh. <laughs> and Carmen got $80,000 from this because eight people signed up at this level. The project had over 5,000 backers and raised over $500,000. That just goes to show his audience, too. Like, you know, just like people that are pretty, oh, pretty they pretty, pretty much have mm-hmm. well-off funds. And yeah. Yeah. You need yeah. to get cancer, Donovan, so we can make this money. I'll tell my wife. Okay, please. <laughs> Chaz said I had to get cancer so we could make more on this podcast. I mean, uh, I don't disagree. I hate my job. <laughs> <laughs> In May 2014. I mean, what no- is capitalism if it's not a cancer? <laughs> if it's not getting cancer from capitalism and then making money off of that cancer. That's that's extreme capitalism. Jesus Christ. We should In become May- president for that if it happens. <laughs> Just because no one out capitalizes us. <laughs> In May 2014, No Plan B was released. 
The album cover was Carmen in a bow titleist tuxedo, and he's standing <laughs> in a position that looks like he just threw a ball down a bowling lane. No, what he did was he just dumped all the plan B down the toilet. He's like, I'm making a statement. <laughs> I had to listen to this album, but uh, even by Carmen's standards, it's pretty unremarkable. He uses auto-tune on the title track. Oh, hell yeah. The song God Made Man, Carmen goes back to his overused Italian shtick like spirit-filled pizza. Oh. It's, it's all in his hands goes back to the 50 styles rock that he loved. This sounds um, amazing. <laughs> another day is a trip back to the islands. Man. Irie, <laughs> Irie. <laughs> Carmen oh, tries to make... Giving it up an... to ya. <laughs> uh, Carmen tries to make another epic classic like Lazarus come forth or Satan bite the dust with that's aim... Wait, this the, this autocorrected. Hold on. That's Amy King. I, can't I thought, I you're, but I thought you were going to tell me a story about some martyr I've never heard of. <laughs> but no, this is a typo. <laughs> I'm like Amy King. Back in eighteen, was born. Yeah, she was a woman who said, "I believe in Jesus," and she was decapitated for it. That's my king. Sorry, it was. Okay. <laughs> that's Amy King. Yeah. Who's that girl over there? Oh, that's just Amy King. It's a three-second uh, track. <laughs> so he tried to do this epic thing with "That's My King," but it's all over the place, overproduced, and boring. Carmen does his dips his dick into the patriotic his tism pull again with the song the flag nice. it's all regurgitation none of it is i mean not that i expect anything original from carmen but at Especially some point carmen point. was pretty fucking original for what he was doing yeah and this is just like it feels like b-sides from all his copies of a copy um it's kind of like a band when they don't know when to quit yeah yeah um and I don't want to give an example, but I don't because there's so many bands that I respect and like that are doing this right now. And I'm like, I don't want to call them out. <laughs> See, like, you could be the Ramones and just do the same thing until you die and it works. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like, I respect a band for changing their sounds and stuff. I respect that a fuck yeah. ton. But there are dudes that are out there, like the Misfits, but you can't really use that as an example either. They've had, like, four singers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I... I would say like somebody like Mastodon, like the way they started to like where they are now, but like they're still mutating in their music. Like it's, but it's, but what about a whether band it's good that... or not? You know, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what the one I keep thinking of is Weezer. <laughs> oh fuck Weezer! <laughs> I love original Weezer, and I hung on. To, they're one of like one of those bands where like I held on to, and I'm like, no, it's still they're doing yeah. good stuff still. Like pork and beans, I still dig, and you know that then, SNL like, sketch with Matt Damon. Yes, is, I think is about one it of all. the funniest fucking sketches. I think about it all the time. <laughs> I only, I only love the first two albums. Like that's all I love. And like, I like, like the it, first couple of them. And then I was in high school and late middle school when like uh, Beverly Hills and shit came out. Yeah. So it was like big for my time. So I still like those, like Perfect Situation and shit, but. But that's the band I think of with this, with 100%. It's like they just didn't know when to quit. They're just like, yeah, let's keep going. 
And then when they toured with Green Day and Fall Out Boy, I was like, guys, this is too on the nose. <laughs> yeah. And Rivers is a creepy asshole. And I don't know what you're talking of... about. I yeah, don't want to talk about that yeah. right now. <laughs> you want to talk about Rivers being a creepy asshole? I wrote wrote a whole script about it for the other podcast I was doing with uh, Gavin at one point, And that never so what came you out. mean is eventually we're going to talk about it. <laughs> no, no, we never will. Just like we'll never talk about the Foo Fighters because I don't want to do that to you. Uh, but uh, Carmen you does hear about make... the accusations I heard about fucking uh, Robert Smith on Reddit. Do it. I'm gonna tell you right now. It's gonna fuck you up. Go fuck up your life, bro. Here I've heard go. everything. One, uh, two, three. He changes his lipstick shade sometimes. Fuck. Gross. <laughs> he tried purple once. Uh, oh no! I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Carmen does make a personal plea in this album. Um, to God. In the oh, song okay. "Jesus Heal Me," that sounds sad. Uh, I don't have really anything else to say, but it is fucking sad. That's fucking okay, so sad. That, that makes me believe the first thing I said, where he's probably full fledged believing in this. If he makes that song, I don't know. Money. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's really I'm. I'm trying to not be like, I guess, cynical, but in reality, it's actually a realist about this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're you're sending that to fans that are also sick or have families that are sick. Yeah, I don't know. It's really weird because you see situations with like cancer and stuff in the church all the time, but you never really see it from this point of view where the leader also has it and they're still doing this kind of stuff. It's weird. Yeah, I doubt that song, Jesus Heal Me, had the lyrics of guys go to the go to the uh get your oh, colonoscopy your... done yeah Every, you know after you're 45 women yeah. get your boobies checked um you know he doesn't like I, talking I, about anything because like that because that's sexual it's not health related yeah. but i doubt it was full with medical advice it was probably like lord heal me from the but like i'm not blaming any you can't blame anyone for i don't know cancer just happens yeah 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 you know, and like, I'm not blaming Carmen for a lifestyle or anything like that, but like, you're, you're basically telling people to forego medical treatment for power of faith. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, in September 2014, Joel Osteen was having a tough go of it. That's one of my he had a rob day. Yeah. Mm. He, <laughs> He had a robbery in his church where six hundred thousand dollars was missing. I don't now, know where it was, I was that day. It, it was found in two thousand twenty-one in the walls of his church by a plumber. But anyway, he also said that Christians should obey God, not for him, but for ourselves, because God is happy when we are happy. This caused a backlash, and Carmen went to his Facebook page to stand up for Joel, his buddy and pal. Quote. What are you laughing at? <laughs> oh, you got choked up? Yeah, I'm very emotional. <laughs> so sad for Carmen. Joel Osteen? I wonder if Joel Osteen ever said anything about him being sick. <laughs> he never Pro- said yeah. a word. And then <laughs> Carmen's like, hey, he's my friend. <laughs> he is a God-ordained bridge between the mainstream world and the church. And we really need to protect our bridge. He's a pastor. He's not an evangelist. Though he does offer prayers for salvation for cash. He doesn't have to in order to <laughs> <laughs> call. 
We have to see him for everything he is instead of terrorizing him for everything he's not. And for living out a real-world situation like the Righteous Gemstones. Like, how fucking weird is that they called that shit? That was fucking crazy. I was like, Danny McBride, how'd you know? Carmen got such a divided response from his fans that he had to go back to Facebook and apologize. No, wait, hold on. He had to double down while distancing himself from someone who had been on TBN with him for years. Quote, response the joel osteen issue i had no idea there was such intense feelings towards joel osteen from the body of christ however i'm glad the friends on my site feel comfortable enough to voice an opinion upset of mine opposite of mine that's very encouraging personally because my personally because my message is so obvious i've never had to face this kind of blowback from the church i only met joel back in the 80s so i really don't know him but I can say that after four decades in ministry, I've met just about every big-name preacher, and they all have flaws and areas of doctrine that can be easily dissected. You see, in my world, people write you off totally because of one little thing you say or do that they don't like. Example, after 38 years of consistent service, after winning over one million souls to Christ, I've had 700 people unlike me and say I've backslidden. <coughs> Lost my mind, been brainwashed, smoking cracked, etc., etc., all over one Facebook post that they don't agree with. That's how easy people turn on you. This is about me. I'm in pain too. You all are mean to me. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> Seven, I bet he was sitting there counting the people. Like, 100%. He's like, how many? 658 six this is bullshit price <laughs> <laughs> sent a text to joel he's like you owe me motherfucker yeah he was just like i only met him like very trumpy trumpy of him like i only <laughs> right. met him once back in the i don't even know who he joel who yeah jelaine olstein jelaine <laughs> <laughs> she seems like a nice woman i wish Jesus. her well ah <laughs> uh. Uh, I want to make a TBN side note here. In 1992, Carmen was in the episode of Christian Kids, a Christian kids show called Super Kids. Oh, you can go look that up on YouTube, which was a Kenneth Copeland ministry production. Does he does he even make anything besides his uh, like sermons anymore? Or is he just like Copeland? Mass? Yeah, I'm not up on him. I think he got I don't he's not on TBN anymore. I don't think. Can we please? But, uh, Please do a series on him. We will eventually. That's so, I'm kind of the... scared what's in those closets. Me too, but that's one of my favorite voices to do out. That one where he's like talking to the lady and he's just like staring His at her eyes, and keeps smiling. Yeah. <laughs> don't you who told you that? <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> creepy. Uh, it reminds me of the fucking priest from uh 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 poltergeist. Oh yeah, like, yeah, he's my yeah. like my he's my favorite horror movie character because he scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. On on May thirty first, two thousand fifteen, Captain C was rushed to the hospital and went to Facebook to inform his fans and let every know everybody know that Captain C is still going hard for the Lord. Quote. <clears throat> uh. It's going to get sad, guys. I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> At about 3.30 a.m., I had an unusual circumstance take place. 
My heart stopped beating. It woke me up. I thought it was just my imagination, but as I drifted off to sleep, it happened again. My heart just stopped and started again. I had a heart attack in 2004 due to stress, but got past it. You never talked? You never told anyone about that? No. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Seems like uh... something you should share with people, bro. <laughs> Especially doctors, maybe. Like, what? Why? No, God will take care of it. So, with with the heart attack thing, it with his brother, I mean, it... So like I last week when we were talking about his brother dying, um, yeah. I was kind of like it kind of makes sense sort of with Carmen's medical history, um, but also I Carmen probably didn't start stop running for like fifteen years straight of like you know he was going hardcore yeah so and God knows what he was doing on the side with all that shit so yeah, uh, he was going hard in the, all the this stuff oh yeah going hard in the paint. I'm in the motherfucking paint. I go hard in the motherfucking paint. paint. Uh, <laughs> Carmen did a small tour for No Plan B, his first tour in over a decade, and it was about 25 dates. Mm. They were all along the south from Texas to Florida, Makes which sense. is very reflective of the locations of his core fan base and where the money flows from. Right. They like to stay warm. What are you implying? It's warmer states. On that tour, though, Carmen suffered a heart attack and he was what? rushed to the hospital. Oh, Carmen man. went to Facebook yet again to tell his fans of 411. He told them that he is having chest pains for days and should have gone to the doctor sooner, but he passively aggressed puts uh, passively aggressed puts some people under the bus for that quote. Oh, no. uh, these are when. These quotes, they're making me more uncomfortable. <laughs> so glad to see your face. He always has like a little thing before he like starts it. Like it's a, like a subject line. So glad hey, to see you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with kind disregards. Uh, so glad to see your face. Two hours sleep, no food since Sunday. And 10 needles later, I can say, yes, the rumor is true. I was taken to the ER on the last day of our tour in Belton, Texas. It's been a very stressful tour with lots of technical difficulties and frustrations. Not to mention an 18-city string of one-nighters. Put it all together and it doesn't turn out well for Uncle Carm. Oh, Uncle Carm. I forgot he used to call himself that. But he's not mad at the crew. Oh, I fucking <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, such a creepy thing to do. I'm just your uncle, eh? Hey. It's been very stressful with a lot of technical difficulties and frustrations. Those motherfucking church kids can't Not get the, the soundboards right. <laughs> Not to mention the 18-city string of one-nighters. That sounds like he's mad at whoever put the tour together. <laughs> How about one day off, you fuck? <laughs> I gotta go to Hooters one day a week, you assholes. They did the sound tape for Satan Bites the Dust instead of Lazarus Come Forth, and he got really pissed. Other story song. That's the wrong story song. <laughs> the other nine-minute one. Uh, so Carmen has a bad ticker, and he does a does an incredibly bad job of taking care of himself. Later in a Facebook message, he admits that he internalizes his stress. Carmen, you were either living in sin, my guy, 
you lived a worried life and didn't cast it all on Jesus, apparently. Mm. Mm. Uh, but in uh, late October 2016, Carmen announced to his fans that he was cancer-free. Quote, With God's grace, coupled with your prayers and support, I won my war, and today I'm 100% cancer-free. He gave all the praise to God, to prayer, to vanquishing the demons of cancer. It was a spiritual war. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the one doctor who gave him a chance when all the other doctors said he only had three years. Even after Carmen almost signed his own death certificate because he did rely on prayer and faith until, surprise, surprise, he wasn't getting any better. Carmen had to relocate to Little Rock, Arkansas for his specialized and, from what I understand, experimental cancer treatment from this one doctor who wouldn't get told him that he would give him a chance. Like, I'm serious. There's like you hear that story a lot. There's this one doctor, but like seriously, one doctor. Yeah, Um, yeah. I'm trying this thing. It might help. It might not. Yeah, probably something a normal person who wouldn't have financial access to. But Carmen made it. Um, Man. so that's cool. Happy for him. Yeah, I'm, it's it's nice, but I'm sure the doctor didn't. Yeah, I just again, yeah, you're 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 not telling your fans the truth of the situation, um, right? It's uh like how with the with Trump when he got COVID and stuff like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Well, I, it's all because of me. I am the best at defeating COVID. And no, you dumbass. It's yeah. stuff like that. It's. It's also like a really weird feeling because it's just like, why the fuck it? Why did it happen for him and not somebody else? And then That's it turns true. into this yeah. whole other moral debate of who is more deserving. And yeah, yeah, yay! You yeah, know the stuff he, we're not allowed to think of in church. <laughs> yeah, and he, like read the, if you read that message again, it's like with God's grace, coupled with your prayers and support, I, I won my war. And it's like, and I understand that if you have cancer, yeah. it's com- it's completely understandable. But the way this guy talks, and how the glory to God, well, and like, and but then also, you're not you you're totally void of thanking anyone else. Yeah, and not only that, we know how grandiose he sees himself with like yeah. all his songs depicting like he is the vessel to get. He's mm-hmm. the only through way to get to God. It's yeah. Him. Yeah. You know, so we know yeah. he like thinks he's the best yeah um which goes hand in hand with what you're about to read (laughs) yeah you're gonna love this part everybody's gonna love this part uh and i can't wait for you to play it uh on the morning of november 9th 2016 carmen went to facebook to post a picture of donald trump giving the thumbs up he added quote a miracle victory donald trump is the new president of the united states in all caps I couldn't find any prior. Wait, that's, that's me. He put that in all caps. I couldn't find any prior endorsement of Trump, but between him or Ted Cruz, the boot fits. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trump's religious fever got more and more ramped up as his presidency uh, continued. But even in 2015, I could see Carmen gushing over Trump and the potential benefits. You could have totally see him coming to his defense with that picture with the upside down, upside down Bible during the, the protest. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> he would have totally came to his defense. It was a high intense situation. I had a heart attack, so I get it. And you're like, wait, it's what? It's about you now. <laughs> and Carmen followed that up in January 2017 with a surprise song. Mm. Carmen was at the end of a 45 minute Facebook Live event for his fans when he picked up his guitar to play the President Trump Blues which was a gross generic country type song praising Trump and trolling everyone else. He said Obama was clueless. Little Marco is small. Lion Ted ain't never said one thing that's true at all. As far as Miss Clinton and all her email stuff, the people still say every day, man, just lock her up because I'm T-R-A-U-M-P. The biggest political upset you'll ever see. The left's gone crazy. The media stump. Afraid someday they'll have to say, President Trump. It really was something to behold, but also something that didn't surprise me once I watched it. After the song, Carmen calls for unity, which I find absolutely charming, <laughs> since he just took three minutes making fun of everyone and endorsing all of Trump's policies. Come on, which... take a joke, you fucking snowflake. <laughs> but then again, growing up in the evangelical church, how many times were we beaten down and then told to come together? Mm. And it's just an abusive nature of the church. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Or how many times were we told to attack everyone and that, you know, once God is returned, then, you know, everything will be cool. So, well, the church thing, too, you were talking about, like uh, beating up on each other. I mean, like, mm -hmm. how many times were people called to the front and made examples of? And yeah. Then, like, we we're all, even if we didn't do it verbally, we were all visually, like, yeah. Yeah. Casting judgment. It was very clear. You know what I mean? So that's shit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Even it really eight-year-olds, I'm like, mm, you whore, <laughs> <laughs> Ruth, <laughs> you whore. <laughs> oh God. In early 2017, Carmen had another cancer scare, but assured his fans he would he was okay and he'd be back. Quote: The tumor is benign. I'm back. Yes, it was scary. Coming to the end of my estimated remission time. Getting a tumor, needing surgery, the delays on the surgery day, waiting for the results. Lord, I think I got gray hair on my knuckles. But the results came back. I am cancer-free. Yay. I think you already Yet had again. gray hair on your knuckles, buddy. <laughs> That's what happens when you finger too many divorced women. women. Old women in the church. Hey, Ruth, come here. <laughs> Let me pay you for those lasagnas. It spreads, I've heard. <laughs> if my christian sex edu education has taught me anything yeah i remember the pastor saying at the pulpit boys stay away from gray bush it spreads like wildfire yeah any bush you get near your hands are going to turn your the hair on your hands are going to turn that color and we'll know we'll know <laughs> my hands we'll are all red and there's only one red-headed girl in the church that sounds like something out of like a dystopian teenage like yeah like that will be in it it's, but it I sounds did. like something they would teach you in like the 1300s that the church still holds on to <laughs> one guy comes to church and he always wears gloves and he's like he's up to something <laughs> <laughs> he's hiding something 
Oh, he shaves his knuckles. Oh, don't trust that guy. <laughs> In late December 2017, Carmen went to Facebook and announced to the world that he was finally married and to most for the first time ever. Huh. Carmen even played it off that way in a since-deleted Facebook post, quote, mm. It's been a long time coming, but Uncle Carm, the proverbial bachelor, bit the dust tonight when I married the new Dana Liciardello in Dallas, Texas. The his, new... New, his new wife was a woman named Dana, who was uh, formerly divorced. Oh. So it makes me think Captain C has a kink. That he loves to rail against, and that is divorced women. I think he just he's in a he's in the cucking he's a cuck, like the cucker. Yeah, the cucker. Yeah, the not yeah, the cucky. That's what the C and Captain C stands for, Captain Cucker. <laughs> Dude loves divorced women, or coming right. to divorced women. Um, yeah, uh, every, if you're on the brink, ring. there to catch you. <laughs> <laughs> every wedding every wedding ring is an invitation oh my god he's at every wedding <laughs> hitting on the bride <laughs> he should have been a wedding singer he should have been a wedding he would he be oh my god he would have been he'd so be much married happier. like he'd be married like 12 times yeah forget the like money he, he yeah so he'd much be up happier. on stage shirt opened up like singing Chain. like wrecking ball like pinking ring yep yep I fucking ball. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking the 50 year old plus women. (laughs) Oh, man. Dude. Uh, Yeah. That just makes me think of the Godfather with that fucking dude. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember his name right now. Which guy? The guy that was singing at the fucking wedding that like went to get the favor. Who put me in this movie? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, Asma put you in a fucking movie. What was his name? I can't remember. Johnny Ah, something, right? Yeah, Johnny something. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, Johnny Two Tones. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I seriously think that Carmen had two ways to go in life, and one of them was uh, wedding singer, lounge singer, or what he did with this. So, and he got he got plenty of uh, love. He would have been either way. He would have been on a crazy, amazing wedding singer. I, he would have been so much happier for sure. Yeah, probably. Oh, my God. Um, he would have had so many more kids. <laughs> well, at 60, speaking of that, at 61, Carmen also became a new parent. <laughs> Quote. What? Where is this at? I, I don't even know. Okay. Because I'm 100%. <laughs> I got it. Sorry. Wow. I am 100%. I'm like on the same wavelength of Carmen right now. I keep guessing everything that's happening. <laughs> I am 100% cancer free with the beautiful godly wife and huge family literally as big as Dallas. Add three new sisters, seven nieces, five nephews, one son, five daughters and nine grandchildren. A son-in-law who's a fireman parademic paramedic. paramedic. <laughs> that was that was definitely common this reading that again. <laughs> And even a nephew who's an MMA fighter. I'm overwhelmed with family. And when he shows me how he does the the MMA and then he fights, I'm like crazy how you do that on drugs. <laughs> Him and his friends are outside scratching each other up. <laughs> uh, did he say 
So he has one son or five daughters? Like what? Well, the, this woman had had a bunch of kids, so he's bringing oh, stepkids. Yeah, yeah stepkids. So now they're they're still Carmen's, his kids. I'm not taking. Away he makes that. him call, uh, not Uncle Carm now, but like, Papa Carm, da- Daddy, pa- Papa, Daddy C, Papa Carm, Papa, Papa C. Carm, <laughs> Papa, Papa C. C. <laughs> Papa C. Uh, Shit, that's dope. Papa oh, C. Man. Carmen then does something that made me cringe, and I know it's going to make Donovan cringe because he basically compares himself to Job. Quote: uh, oh, God has restored me in a hundred ways, and it's only just beginning. So yeah, that's a God. Uh, he had cancer. So Satan gave him cancer because I guess he was. He was in some kind of bidding war with God about making Carmen walk away. By Did your stepdad cancer. do that a lot? Yeah, I heard that a bunch. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't thought about that in a long fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Um in 2018, Carmen was it Sounds elected. like I have to go pray about this. Since I'm Job and I have to be grateful. What are you talking about? <laughs> Got fired again for being an alcoholic, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, God. More trial God's than tribulation. <laughs> right. Are that whenever you're being bad. <laughs> God's testing me, I swear. <laughs> okay, well, Satan you allowed me to masturbate in the bathroom and got caught again. Oh, God. I was cheating on your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in 2018, Carmen was elected to the CCM Hall of Fame. He commemorated the award with a small shield tattoo on his left forearm. Oh, snap. With, with the year 2018 in it. Yeah, Carmen, the, quote, stay away from anything to go with the world, got inked up. Isn't fundamentalism so much fun? Yep. I spent, I spent years hiding my tattoos and all the stress that came with it um, just from having Christian guilt and the pressure with it. Uh living with my mom and stepfather when I had tattoos on my my arms and my legs and I oh, just man. always wore pants and shirts around them so yeah man. Huh. it was fun Ugh. I'm sorry man that sounds yeah, stressful cool. as fuck yeah living in secret is fun uh, uh-huh. but uh, on January 12th 2020 Carmen went to Facebook to tell his fans that the cancer had returned but then a few days later on January 19th, he told his fans that the cancer he was now cancer-free. Just about a year later, Carmen was in need of a hernia surgery, mm-hmm. and he had uh, what he thought was a successful surgery. Mm-hmm. Only days later to experience a high fever, and doctors discovered internal bleeding, and he had yet another surgery to fix him, but he was unable to survive all the complications. And on February 16th, 2021, Carmen died in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's not even that long ago. Nope. Everybody get a small moment of silence. Dead air. So she <laughs> was but born. <laughs> yeah, I want born, born, born. <laughs> Dead on January, <laughs> dead on February 16, 2021. Uh, no, it just goes to show like how hardcore, like, this shit just drops off for you when you leave that stuff. Because, like, I had assumed he died a while ago. I would assume before, like, before I actually, like, before I looked it up, uh, 
this was before we started the podcast. When, actually, this has happened when we were doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh, I knew he had died. I just didn't, like, I just thought he died of old age. Yeah, I didn't even know he died. I assumed he did. I didn't know when. So it was kind of weird when I did look him up and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but social media blew up and anyone who knew or worked with Carmen sent out their memories and emotions about Captain C from DC talk to your friend who went to church. Uh, you went to church with in the nineties, the nostalgia flowed. Um, I won't deny that my visions of doing mime came back as well as the Christian flag flying on January 6th. But, uh, only one story post Carmen's death, Carmen's ministries now known as Carmen's world outreach and its staff is still, was still alive at the time. Um, Carmen's estate was sued by CWO because the estate tried grabbing as much as they could from the ministry, including $53,000 from a GoFundMe that was set up to help the staff of CWO in the sudden death of their employer, Carmen. So whoever's running his estate was uh, taking a bunch of stuff. And I believe that they deleted stuff off their social media. Um, Whoa. that's yeah. shitty. That's really that's shitty. cool. <sighs> Way now... to go, Captain <laughs> <Tucker>. <laughs> To the to the majority of people my age, Carmen was a passing fad and maybe didn't have the personal attachment that someone like DC Talk or Skillet had because of the shallowness of the lyrics and the music. Mm-hmm. To some, he was much more. To the yeah. church as a whole, he either reinforced their stances. Every culture war that was available up to Trump or he masturbated his followers to completion when he constantly remind them that all the power that they possess with Jesus and how they are the true victim of an oppressed society in this country. Carmen also set the standard for worship across the church today. Carmen was up there with Hillsong and how emotional manipulation was being mainlined into worship and praise music. Mm. As Carmen's career in concerts went on, he transformed and not only mimicked what he thought would sell from the secular world, he also was keen on the Christian world and knew what was time to transform to worship and praise and mix it with his old game plan. Before Carmen died, he had planned out a 60-city tour. So he was ready to kick it again. The only thing that surprised me about Carmen was his lack of political soapboxing during the Obama and Trump years. Uh, Other than that song and that Facebook post, I really couldn't find much. Mm -hmm. Now, I haven't watched all his live material and I haven't watched everything that he did on TBN. So it could have been there. Um, Carmen survived to see January 6th. Um, I do wonder if he sat there and thought, wow. That's really rad. Or when he saw the flag that he stood in front of for the album cover, and uh, that was flying in the wing by a, in the wind by a noose, if he thought, "What did I do?" I think in the end he thought, "How can I make money off of this?" <laughs> uh, I'm sure if Car- people start going through his notebooks from when he died, he definitely had an insurrectionist song, and it's probably oh, what it was called, oh, insurrection. Man. 
our insurrectionist song and it's just like, yeah we gotta take back our const- our our no. capital buildings like, it was Ooh. stolen okay. <laughs> we gotta go have peaceful tours of every capital building in america oh god <laughs> uh carmen also lived through covid and that man still needed to make money he went into facebook he went to facebook once to ask for prayer for a vaccine which was meant with either amens or conspiracy garbage. <laughs> and people claim that they didn't want to get injected with aborted babies. I mean, I, I, I object to that. <laughs> I would not like that either. <laughs> Pump the baby into me. <laughs> Will this give me new life? <laughs> All right. Uh, later, Carmen, in defiance of science and common sense, resumed touring that was cut short in March 2020 because of covid in this post, Carmen ties up his entire ministry. As we go out this weekend for two dates and prepare for four more in two weeks, these are my thoughts. A lot of pastors have such opposite views. Some are afraid of the virus and have canceled. Others are all gung ho and ready to win the and when ready to win the lost, and yet others are saying let's wait and see. I understand each position, and it's impossible to judge anyone since different states have different rules. Thus pushing pastors in a corner they have never intended on being in. My position is obvious, since I'm coming to minister no matter who opens their doors. I've faced cancer, heart attacks, deaths in the family, and just about everything that would make anyone quit. But I still keep going. I can't answer for anyone else since I don't know their circumstances, but I will speak for myself. God has not given the spirit of fear. And I sense a spirit of fear in America right now. Something feels very unsettled in me when the government says we can't go to church. After all, that's where we have our healing services. Those altars are the ones we cry on asking God for miracles. Jesus fearlessly walked into all gatherings of sickness to help people. But there's more. The Bible says he's given us the spirit of power, love, and the sound mind. Think of this. Power and a sound mind are both enabled by the Spirit of God. Are you feeling powerless? That's a spirit. Are things happening that make your sound mind shut down to national fears? If so, then we are in a spiritual war when it's all said and done. Anything that strips you of sound common sense thinking and leaves you powerless to act is not from God. This right here is where the war begins. Pastors, I encourage you in the only way I know how, and that is to stand with you, whatever you decide. What the? If you want to shut the doors or open them, I will be there for those who call. Because wherever those doors are open, there will be praises for God to inhabit. And when Jesus shows up, lives change. Wherever lives are changing, I want to be a part of it. There. Helping. I've risked it all for 40 years and I'm not stopping now. Let's give God something to inhabit. Please share this post. <laughs> Why did he get so indignant? <laughs> I don't understand why he's saying I encourage you to give me something to stand behind. <laughs> Is that what he's saying? <laughs> Oh God, he's such a Carmen is a passive aggressive asshole. (laughs) The government can't tell you what to do at all unless it's by our cross shaped boot. 
us uh, versus them us being not just christians but only those who will defy and not bow to spiritual warfare fuck you for listening to science Harmon has drawn a line in the sands for not christians but only for a special kind of Christian. The issue being that Carmen views anything that might stand in Carmen's way of making money and radicalizing the masses in, in is spiritual in nature, even if they are objectively physical. If someone parked too close to Carmen's car and he had to get into his car from the passenger side and he was five minutes late to sound check, it's all spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This it's game is fun. Game. Yeah, this game is fun, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who saw it played out in their churches and houses on a daily basis. Lord is testing me this week, I swear to God. <laughs> he is testing me. I dropped my bag of groceries and my eggs cracked. Oh, I swear to God, the Lord is testing me. <laughs> It's a central key to all, all of Carmen's music, message, and personality. Just because Carmen was absolutely in it for all of the money, no one can buy a 32-acre spread in an extremely rich neighborhood if they lose all their money putting on concerts. Mm. 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 <laughs> but just because he was in it for the money doesn't mean he didn't believe it. The crux of his message was spiritual warfare, and that's what makes Carmen so fucking dangerous. Yes, there's a danger with the whole Christian nationalism, but I think we drove that home, but on a more personal level, and it's dangerous nature. This is all, like, I... The idea of spiritual warfare is so fucking dangerous because you can apply that to anybody, anything. Yeah. And, and then once it makes you totally your... irresponsible of anything that you do. Yeah, it's a it's a scapegoat for anything. Mm-hmm. And then it also you can also apply it to any group that you don't like. Absolutely. Uh, yep. You could say like, oh well, their morals are this, and it's like, why are their morals that? Be- well, because it goes against what I believe, so it's a spiritual battle. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe what I believe, so they're against me. Trans kids are. Uh, what did that one the the mutants on yeah. X Men? Yeah, the, they're demonic. Was that guy even from here? If he, he is, was from the United States. He sounds weird, dude. No, Not like he's yeah, talking he's a about lawmaker. people, but he's but he sounded like he's from another yeah. country. And it was like, dude, you just totally mixed the point of X Men. Yeah, right. Even Stan Lee <laughs> came out and said, "It's about gay people." <laughs> yeah, he came up and slapped him. <laughs> right, you dumb motherfucker. It's that old meme where he's in the clouds and he's like, don't make me come down there. (laughs) You proved the point. Like, but like, you're not making you, you idiot. Like, it's just that they're so not accepted that it has to be coded that Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's fucked. But yeah. 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 Because you can stretch that spiritual warfare thing from the government on down to your household. Mm. And it make it just, like I said, it just makes you irresistible totally irresponsible you don't have to you don't have to be responsible for anything that goes on in your your house your community your church being poor is spiritual warfare so why do i have to i'm gonna pray for them mm-hmm. that's my that's my job that's all right. i have to do right 
yeah. it's, it's fucking lazy. Um, but uh, it's uh, car- it makes you realize too that uh, most Christians they try to emulate Christ in the Bible, but they really just emulate Pontius Pilate because they're yeah. always just washing their hands of everything. <laughs> <laughs> My father used to use that one a lot too. Did oh, yours? God. Your stepdad? No, no. Uh, I'm sure he used Pontius Pilate, just yeah. not that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was like, I you're giving giving me a tough choice, but I'm gonna have to wash my hands of this. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Carmen primed multiple generations to believe that anything in life that comes against you, from a hangnail to cancer, from your depression. To your child telling you that you are gay is nothing more than spirit in nature, and there is no one rem. There's only one remedy for it all. You don't need to listen to doctors. You don't need to listen to the therapist. You don't need to listen to your kids or their fucking feelings, or their fucking experiences. Nope. I had a long story in here that I cut out that I kind of want to tell now in a certain to, to quickly. But uh, I think I told it in one of the first episodes of this podcast, but I had a girlfriend that I was with at the time that tried to kill herself when I was with her. And it was a very traumatic moment. And there's still stuff I haven't worked out with it. But uh, I came home to my mom at like seven in the morning. I had blood all over me. I was disheveled. And her first instinct was, where were you? And I expressed to her what happened. And she just told me that my girlfriend needed Jesus. And that was it. I turned around, went upstairs, cried myself to sleep. Like one of the most traumatic things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. That I wouldn't want anybody to ever, ever go through. And I got, she needs Jesus because that's the only answer. Yeah, when they don't know what to say or what to do, that's the best catch-all. Yeah, when all I needed was a hug. Yeah, you I'm know. Sorry, man. That's no, it's fine. I'm just, forward. I'm yeah. It's just it 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 like it really makes it personal when you yeah. when you think about it of like the priming and yeah. grooming of people to believe that everything that comes against you is obviously a spirit of that's against you. Yeah. So. And if it's yeah. a, if you're having your own personal struggle or something, it's because mm-hmm. you're not you're not believing in an entity enough. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then it's weird how that's like a reverse thing too, like how you're saying like it takes responsibility away from people, but it also gives a responsibility to people in the same sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Depending on who you're talking to, is like if you're talking to like you, like in your situation. That just added a whole new weight to that that didn't need to be there. So it's a whole new responsibility that you in that moment I'm sure you weren't even thinking of. You know what I mean? Oh no, it wasn't even on my mind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now you're like, bam, here's a responsibility of that. And but it takes the responsibility from her onto yeah. you. Now yeah. it's I'm done. And it's it's not uh it's yeah, that's really fucked. And it's just yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, man. That's no, it's yeah, it's it's something that my children will never experience. And so, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, they won't. So. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Uh, Humanity, love, empathy, communication, and connection are all just evil spirits in the way of what you really need, and that is Jesus. 
Yeah, anything that's going to get in between your relationship with Jesus. And if it's empathy, out the door. Not even your relationship with Jesus. You're, 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 fuck, I don't even know what it is. Hmm. Your faith? Like something that can block. Anything that gets in the way of their worldview, of any, of, of yeah. their worldview. It's a really, I, I think there's a term for it where it's like, uh, it's, that's, I think tunnel vision is kind of what I'm talking about, where it's just yeah. like, if it's just that one fucking thing. And if like, if anything's in the peripheral, if anything's, it's yeah. going to fuck up that. And you, so you got to remove all it's cult. Like it's a cult. Like, well, in this worldview doesn't come organically. They don't naturally say, Oh, I fucking mm. hate trans people. Right. They get it. They get it fed to them from, from the pulpit, from hit, you know, historical reinforcement. Um, and then, from like we've talked about like the cnp from these different organizations that come up with with different culture war things to fight against yeah. the people that are funding moms for liberty they go to school boards to ban books uh it, like that doesn't naturally pop no no my my neighbor down the road who's going to the school board to protest books they didn't naturally go pick up blue is the warmest color or whatever it's called and read it and be like Oh my God, my kids should never read that. No, it yeah. came in a mass email that you got from someone that you're just parroting. You haven't discovered yeah, weird, something. Man. It's weird. Because so. when, when you don't have that input and stuff, it's like kind of just a natural response of like, hey, this is for me. This is an adult thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, unless this is contextualized a certain way. I don't know. It's just like, it's the whole, it's every, it's, it's the projection of sexualizing everything and it's yeah that's what's that's what's boiled down to me with everything with all of this shit and it's that's what's been making me the most angry i feel lately you know what i mean it's i don't understand it i don't understand why everything boils down to sexuality and sexualizing things and that's all that everything is right now yeah it's been and like it's, that for a long time from I know, but it's just, it's so homophobia to, yeah. If it's not racist, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's sexualized. Like trans kids. Why are we sexualizing trans kids? Right. Why are we? Yeah. And it's, yeah, none, it doesn't, there should not be any equation about any, any talk of sexualizing children should only be about protecting them from people that do that. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. the only because there's no other reason that any of that should be discussed. <laughs> yeah. Or it's... educationally. Right, right, and right. That, exactly. Those two formats. Because <laughs> everything else is literally just projection. It's like, oh, well, you had that thought. So now you're worried about people having that thought. Yeah. And now there's other people worried about having that thought because you put that thought in there. I don't understand what your thought process is here. Yeah. You're creating the thought of that. Yeah. I've never once in my life would have thought that adults would be checking children's genitals to play sports would have never crossed my mind until these motherfuckers came up with it. Yeah. But know. we're, but we're the groomers. Well, the, the biggest thing, the biggest kick in the teeth for me lately, where I've been just getting more and more mad is like the whole, like the pageant shit. Like how pageants are allowed to happen still. Oh, oh, absolutely. I that, that's so beyond. Like that's just yeah. been making me so mad lately. I've been like the I don't understand it. I don't. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't either, man. It's there's a lot of other things, but like then you go with. I mean, why do we have children's ministries with people that aren't certified or background check certified? You know, I don't know. There's it goes deeper, man. There's a whole. There's a lot of stuff we shouldn't be doing, and those pageant pageant shows are one thing. Yeah, but I, leaving I, kids, but like it goes back to like when we were kids. Like my parents just left me. That was another thing. Fuckers. That, yeah, that's a that's been something I've been dealing with on my own personal. <laughs> thinking about a lot of stuff with that. I'm like, what what were these choices based on and uh, things like that? And like, this is really dark. But I'm like, we were poor, and yeah, you know what I mean. And that's a thought that I've been dealing with a lot lately. <laughs> Yeah, and I I guess if you have, like, a community, you're more understanding, but, like, at the same time, I don't drop my kids off to people just because they are my friends or because they're associates of mine. Oh, yeah, no, see, that's, I went, I was going super dark with it, but I was saying, like, I don't know if people were giving my parents money. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. So, okay. I might yeah. just cut that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's not a. It's not about protecting children. It never has been. No. Um, no. Even with us, it's such in a purity culture. It was never about protecting us because if it was, you'd be teaching women about and girls about rape, and what consent is, and how to protect yourself. Um, you'd be doing more yeah. to help out kids. Yeah. Period. Yeah, because yeah, it's not about protecting kids; about control and um, a worldview. Mm. Yeah, it sucks. So, but uh, I got one more paragraph, and then we're done. <laughs> um, in the end, because this is the very end, Carmen sold over ten million records. Damn. He played all over the world and put on some of the biggest con- Christian concerts to date. He won awards, got nominations. He was an evangelicalist, an author, a singer, an entertainer, an actor, a businessman, and just another lying grifter who was more popular than he ever should have been. He made millions upon millions for Jesus while telling his fans he was hurting. He told everyone that premarital sex would ruin their lives while he was balls deep in another pastor's wife. He told everyone that divorce was the was caused by taking God out of school while Carmen was married at least twice from the do- divorced women. He told everyone the evils of addiction when Carmen was addicted to his own lifestyle and to himself. Mm. He told everyone to pray and get healed. Meanwhile, he's paying a man to save his life. He had stood shoulder to shoulder with some of the most despicable men of God and held up a standard that is nothing more than another hypocritical grift. And that is the end of Carmen. Until next week when we read your stories. But that is the end of Carmen's life. Uh, Held up to a standard, huh? Oh! The standard. (laughs) Um, I'll add the sources onto the end of this episode. I'll just record it and send it to you. Because okay. um, it's gonna take a while, but uh, yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, tons of sources. 
I hope everybody enjoyed this. Uh, it was a lot of fucking research. It was a lot of fucking time spent fucking in the world of Carmen. It, man. You killed Thank it. Thank you. Um, so it was good. fun. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed our banter on the Discord, which was also a lot of fun. Uh, all right, let's do a Patreon shout out real quick. All right. Uh, today for our Patreon shout out, we are going to shout out my personal friend, very close friend, Gavin. I love you, Gavin. He is also the host of the Holy Hour podcast, which I am also on. Um, and he has decided to grace us with a uh, uh, money each month. That's the best way to put it, I guess. So, um, <laughs> thank you, Gavin. Yeah, we appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to bless you with the most delicious cheer wine slushy next time you go to that place in Asheville that you told me about. And it's just going to be 10 times better than the last one that you got. Oh, shit. Reasonable and personal. <laughs> <laughs> more and you uh, your your randomly biblical, biblical avatar is going to be Caleb from Numbers. He was one of the 12 spies sent by Moses in the Canaan. And there are task over a period of 40 days was to explore the Negeva, ne Negev, Negev and surrounding areas and mm -hmm. make an uh, assessment of the ge geographical features of the land, the strength and numbers of population, the agriculture potential, and the actual performance of the land, settlement pattern. That's a lot of shit they had to do. Um, I know, that sounds boring as fuck. <laughs> but like, it's a lot of research. So I, so that fits perfect with Gavin. Um, so there you go, <laughs> Gavin. You were sent into the land uh, of Canaan and to sent back all the information of what you saw. So thank you with that. And uh, thank we you, really Gavin. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now we'll do the ending part. Um, all right. So next week, join us where we're going to be reading off your Carmen stories. Uh, oh, yeah. It's going to be too late to email us now because we're going to be already done with it. Um, but uh, thank you. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully we got, yeah. Hopefully we got everybody's uh, stories right and you guys enjoy them. And mm -hmm. when we come back after that, if believe it's going to be our hundredth episode, sir. Oh shit, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. We're almost over two years, I think. Yeah. We're like two months away from it. Yeah. And we we uh we had uh, something planned for the hundredth and it fell through. Um yeah. so unless it re materializes between now and then. Um <laughs> we don't know what we're gonna do yet. <laughs> oh so, we're, we're trying to think yeah. of something fun and cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have something for you. It'll be fun. And then after that, I have a series on tithing. It'll be, I think, about two episodes. Don't shake your head. No, because, man. <laughs> uh, to, I know to, uh, to us and to every listener who grew up 
not well off that experience that still is going to be really triggered and pissed off that's why i'm like fuck <laughs> oh uh it took me a while to write this i mean i kind of flew through carmen and like it's been sitting there for probably the past couple of weeks the last episode like i reading over it now was the first time i've read it in probably a month um so uh it's been really sitting rough. there for a while now for me to go through uh just because it is rough um not you know it sucks when your parents purposely make you poor yeah yeah and they literally go this is more important to me than you because that's yeah. what's happening it's mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where like if you ever say that to them they're like I never said that. I never did anything. I never told you that, you know, and it's like, yeah, you're, you don't, it's the biggest thing I'm teaching my kids right now is like, you don't have to say something to do something. You don't have to say something to show something to someone. Your actions mm -hmm. speak so much more than your words, both positively and negatively. Yeah. If you treat someone yeah. with this way, they're going to know that you feel this way about them. Period. Yeah. yeah. And that's one and of the biggest things with that. My biggest takeaway with what you're talking about is that, yeah, we'll get we'll get into it when we when we do. So we're going to go into our experiences is going to be the first episode. That's yeah. going to be fuck that's going to be triggering. <laughs> um and then the next episode is going to be how tithing is unbiblical and the teachings that are behind it. Um and why it's unbiblical and then the teachings of why the church uses it as a weapon. So but uh that'll be fun. Um but yeah, it's um between, and I'm going to get into it, but between the tithing to the church, which my parents always did of like pre-tax. Uh, so, you know, they're taking out more money than, than they really should on top yeah. of that. Then the money they're giving to our schools to send us to Christian schools. Then on top of all the time that they spent at the church or doing stuff at the church. I just imagine like what life could have been if we didn't do that. And then, so, and uh, it's their money, but you know, it's your family's money. Yeah, so they're they're inadvertently spending your money and spending your time. So it's not just like what you're talking about. It's like I don't know. It's probably what you're saying too. I'm just thinking it as you're saying it. You know what I mean? Where I'm just like. Yeah, I don't How have any illusions of us living in like a three bed, like a ten bedroom mansion, because yeah. the church took our money. I'm just saying that, like, well, I'm talking about. Go ahead, sorry. Going to the like going to the movies five times in my childhood that I can remember because we didn't have money, and you know, the, we went out to eat at McDonald's when they had their forty nine cent and like. 39 cent nights yeah you know shit like that when you didn't have to do that yeah. you know buying buying meat that's almost expired and then freezing it playing a uh, camp out in the living room because the power's off yeah yours is a little bit more extreme than mine no, i thought you were gonna agree with me buddy <laughs> no i agree with you but like i mean we had you're gonna be like yeah that shit sucked no we had we had um so we had uh kerosene heaters at one mm -hmm. point uh 
and then during the summer we had to sleep downstairs on the couch because it was so fucking hot in the house and we did that too yeah yeah my stepfather was the only one that had air conditioning and it was in his room my grandparents did that. I remember yeah. my grandparents did that. And the room yeah. was like a fucking Arctic tundra. Yeah. We'd always be like, I have to go ask grandpa something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, I feel like we ruined the whole episode now. But no, we're going to get into no, it. No, It'll no. Be I definitely don't think so, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, that'll be I mean, that'll be fun. I mean, and then we'll see what happens after that. Um, I was explaining to my kids a couple of days ago that I didn't. I thought Rich was not having cockroaches. Yeah. Yeah. You know what we, I mean? Please. And, yeah. And it was just to know that my kids never have to worry about that kind of stuff. It, it makes me a little emotional sometimes. It's weird, but we can, we'll get into it weird, more weird. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to check the raisin <laughs> band, sweetie. It's fine. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, you mean the car doesn't have a hole in the bottom of the, like, you got to put a floor mat over the top of the hole that's oh in the bottom of the car? <laughs> oh no you mean you gotta make sure that the, the the car's wheels are turned a certain way so it can't be towed away by the repo man <laughs> <laughs> about the yabba dabba do it out of here uh oh, oh god. god oh this will be you're, interesting. you mean you're not sitting you mean you're not sitting at the window with binoculars with your dad watching them disconnect the cable so he can climb <laughs> back up there and reconnect it himself Never that bad, but that'll be interesting. <laughs> he was like, do you see which one it was? Was it the top one? I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Watching a man with binoculars climb a pole. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, okay. We're going to leave it there. Uh, please, if you want to support us, very much appreciate it. You get a ton Absolutely. of stuff, uh, no matter what level you're on. Mm-hmm. Um, we have certain things, like we have uh, a monthly meetup that we do once a month where we all get together on zoom. If you're on the veggie tail and McGee level. Yeah. Um, and everybody gets access to the discord, which has been great. I fucking love it. I love hearing everybody supporting each other and giving each other advice and joking around. Yeah. Yeah. We talk on there all the time. Um, but answer questions, talk about the new episodes. It's so awesome so supportive over there and friendly and just yeah. very welcoming it's been great so far and we'd love to see more people in there yeah sure. uh we'll get the um the mm. uh playlists out to everyone soon i'm almost done i don't know what the fuck i'm taking so long doing i'm working on mine because i have to create an xml playlist to embed it into the thing since it's like my personal files and stuff mm-hmm. but it's i'm working on it i'm getting it out there as All right. Everyone's still interested in hearing my weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Well. Uh. Please join us on that. And we're uh, working on it's... swag. We're designing yes, shirts yes. and buttons and yes. stickers. Yep. Uh. Patreon.com slash XCOMPOD, Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And uh. Yeah. Uh. Thank you. Uh, you can follow me at uh ChazXCure or seventeen underscore seconds on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can listen to my other podcast, Holy Hour, where Gavin and I talk all things cure related. Please follow the band Iron Chic. They let us use their song, Those Heads Are Our Heads, for our intro and outro song. I'm actually seeing, I think I'm seeing them on the 20 something this month, the 25th, I think, That's of awesome. April. So they're playing in Philadelphia uh, with a band called Screaming Females. So nice. should be pretty cool. Um, uh, but yeah, find them on all social media is at Iron Chic. Um, that's C H I C. Uh, 
Donovan, do you have a hot take for us? Uh, I do. Can I plug something first really quick? Yeah. So my wife started a business on Instagram making her own buttons. She uh, she uses old like uh, comic books, old books of like Disney, like vintage, like golden books and stuff. She uses like VHS mm-hmm. covers. Like if you look at the side of like the clamshell Disney cases, there's like, yeah. a holographic little Disney emblem. Yeah. She uses those. Oh, cool. So it's just called Danny D's Button Company on Instagram. So please check it out because they're freaking awesome. And they're only like five bucks, 10 bucks a piece or 20 bucks for like a big set of them. It's really cool. Very cool. So my hot take, though, for this week is uh, I think it's pretty. I know this is a super hot take, but I think it's pretty fucked that I can go get a gun right now. And I have to like fight to get an appointment to get my goddamn brain medicine. Yep. <laughs> And also, uh, there's been a really big uptick at uh, uh, gun accessories at my job. So that makes me also very upset. Yeah, you uh, Donovan works at uh, Amazon. so Yeah, so that's been really upsetting. And gun, gun cleaning mats. I'm like, mm, good stuff. So that's my hot oh, take. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, what's today's date? Uh, I always follow the mass shootings on uh, on this website. And since, let's see, since Kentucky, the last one the, at the bank, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine. So what? We've had nine na- mass shootings since uh, the Kentucky bank shooting on the tenth. So and today is is that the, serious? I've never. Why have I not the heard about any of them? Because no, there was only two people that died. Three people that died. So they don't report the ones where people aren't dying. Well, it's not that big. Not that so. Like one was in uh, the Bronx, New York, where four people were injured. Oh my god! Um, there was one in Houston, Texas, where four people were injured. Detroit, Michigan, four people injured. Bridgeport, Connecticut, four people injured. Toledo, Ohio, six people injured. Uh. Goldsboro, North Carolina, one killed, five injured. Uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, one killed, three injured. And Trenton, New Jersey, four injured. Washington, D.C., one killed, three injured. So, fun! Fuck my life, man. Protect your neck! Yeah, right. Oh, God. Fun, fun, fun. Peace be with you. <laughs> and with your spirit, everybody say, I like my looks. I like my personality. godless sodomites i have your sources for the carmen series here we go strap in i'll take a little bit we have uk cross rhythms i use them a lot so just go you can go in there and just type in carmen and you'll find all the stories Uh, noiseless chatter the devil in carmen liquidelio opus magazine making sense of carmen's cultural legacy 
Jubilee cast, Carmen reflects upon the current state of contemporary Christian music, the book Encyclopedia of Contemporary Christian Music, American songwriter Carmen DeLicridelio, Don't Water Down Lyrics, The Morning Call, Christian singer Carmen Won't Dilute God's Message, Washington Post, Carmen's music video is Christian Rallying Cry, Isolator, Welcome to the Very Real World of Carmen, the LA Times, for Carmen, a rewarding career is a matter of faith, the devil and the Jews, the me- medieval conception of the Jew and its relation to modern anti-Semitism by Lanch- Lanchana Banyu, uh, L-U-C-I-A-N-A-B-A-N-U, Jewish Heritage Online Magazine, Judas Red Hair and the Jews, Chicago's Tribune, Carmen Mixes Song and Revival, American United Public or uh, Prayer in Public Schools, It's Time to Set the Record Straight, Daily Press, Pursuing a Higher Standard in Riot Act, Christian Wave VBS Time 2 video, uh, they broke down one of the Time 2 videos, uh, Seattle Times, Unorthodox Ministries, C- Christian Music, Carmen Packs Them in at Concerts, and also from Seattle Times, Using a Unique Business Setup to Spread the Gospel, Daily Nebraskan, uh, Carmen Riot, A Spiritual Fantasy, Billboard, Carmen's New, or Carmen's Video Generates Charges of Anti-Semitism, Tomato, what the fuck? Uh, Tampa Bay Times, upon this rock, he has built an empire. Uh, Biblical America Resistance Front, the Riot Manual, which is barf. Uh, I thought that was really funny. Uh, David Barton, Master of Myth and Misinformation by Rob Boston. Murder of Pia for Sean Sellers. PR Newswires, contemporary Christian music legend Carmen brings Halloween back from the dark side. With Halloween, House of Praise, Special Infinity Broadcasting Network, The Oklahoman, Sellers, How Hellbound, Family Serial, set, Family Says, Killer of Three Executed with Him on His Lips, SteveMandick.com, Carmen Live, The Christian Post, a number of them, um, Legendary Gospel Singer Carmen on Digression of Christian Music, Carmen Liquidelio, Ask for Prayer as Cancer Returns, Carmen Licardello breaks his silence about woman uh, or death of woman I love. Uh, legendary singer Carmen Licardello de- debuts new president Donald Trump song. Christianactivist.com. Uh, Carmen talks about patriotic song Red, White, and Blue. AZ Central, back from cancer, Carmen makes a comeback. Christianity Today. Christian singer Carmen recalls series of near-fatal health woes. You never know what day Jesus will call you home. The atheist foxhole. My parents took me to a Trump rally in the 90s. Charisma news. Uh, we have a p- proverbial batcher. Carmen finally ties the knot at 61. And then also Carmen singer. Carmen's ministry sues a state representative over alleged interference. Another LA Times article. This is where I got the PD, the um, yeah, the PDF of the deposition. Uh, television, televangelist Paul Crouch attempts to keep accuser quiet. 
the independent bad faith blackmail on the trouble TV evangelist is about Benny Hinn religious news blog Benny Hinn tries to block disclosure of financial secrets two articles from the Orlando Sentinel uh, this is where the PDF was from I'm sorry uh, Orlando Sentinel nightmare of heroin hits Hinn ministry and Benny Hinn tries to keep XK X a quiet and finally New Zealand Herald scandal sex in sanctimony Thank you very much for sticking us, uh, sticking with us through the Carmen Serios. Serios. Oh my God, guys, I'm really tired. The Carmen series. Um, we'll be back next week. We're going to read some of your stories. So that'll be fun. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye.